You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester, and with me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling right. I uh, I hope people are enjoying this uh, special, super super sized uh, hundred quarterbacks rankings. Yep. So when we last left our heroes, uh, Akiva had given us his 100 through 34th best quarterbacks of all time. So should we just dive right in with the 33rd best quarterback on your list? Yeah. Let's get into a fight right now. Oh, okay. Who's 33? All right, number 33, Broadway Joe. Joe Namath. Oh, my God. Where do you have him? You, do you pick. have him in your top 100? Yeah, he's number 67. He mm-hmm. is the worst Hall of Famer who played, you know, uh, after 1950, by far. He's basically famous for one, for, for, one, for one thing he said before one game. One game in which he didn't even play particularly well, honestly. Right. He didn't throw any touchdowns in the Super Bowl. They only scored yeah. one. It was a Matt Snell run. Um, so he only has seven full seasons where he started, although he starts parts of games in another six or seven seasons, like a bunch of games. Um, and he does only have a five, you know, basically a 500 record. He's actually a game below 500 as a starter. But, and he didn't have great teams. Like he took, he, you know, he took uh, a pretty lousy team to the playoffs in 67 and then the Super Bowl in 68 where he wins. Um, and then he goes 10 and four. Or, uh, yeah, then he goes 10 and four the next year. Excuse me. They made the playoffs in Super Bowl four season, not Super Bowl two. But they had, you know, so they're eight five and one, eleven three and one, eleven and three, ten and four. But he, I mean, listen, he threw for four thousand yards in nineteen sixty seven. That was crazy. Um, and he, you know, his he, he was like a bomber. Even you know seventy one, seventy two. He's putting up nine point one, eight point seven yards per attempt. Yeah, but you forgot to mention he threw for four thousand yards and he threw for more interceptions than touchdowns. Again, but but Blanda was thrown for forty two interceptions back then, so twenty eight wasn't even a big no, deal. No, no, but Lamonica threw thirty and twenty. Roman Gabriel threw twenty five and thirteen. Sonny Jerkson thirty one and sixteen. Fran Tarkenton twenty nine and nineteen. By this era, this is the late sixties. By this era, that the only people who did that were bad quarterbacks like Joe Namath and Jim Hart and and uh, you know, I'm trying to see who else did it that year. Jack Kemp, Steve yeah. Tensey. So he he. You know, he he was a 200-yard-per-game passer. He throws... First, he was always considered one of the best QBs in the league. He makes five Pro Bowls. Like, basically, every year he's a full-time starter. He makes the Pro Bowl. Okay, but again, but that that's, you know, based on the fact that he had a good personality and he was popular. Let's look at his actual ranks, okay, year by year. 1965, his first year in the league, I have him 14th, below average. 1966, 12th, about average. 1967, 9th, 
a little bit above average. Uh, 1968, 12th, again, about average. 1969, 6th. That's the best year of his career, 1969. Um, 1969, he, he deserves a Pro Bowl that year. His touchdown interception ratio was 19 to 17, the best it would ever be. Um, You know, and the Jets went 10 and 4, so fine. You want to give him a Pro Bowl that year? Uh, if he was in the in the NFL, he would not have been a Pro Bowler. But in the AFL, he was the second best quarterback after LaMonica that year. So fine. Uh, then he misses the next two years because of injuries. Comes back in 72 and he's 11th. So, you know, again, sort of Eli-esque, just outside the top 10. Not bad. He misses the next year because of injury. Next year comes back, he's 10th. And then he fell off a wagon. 75, 76, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. In 76, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. And his career is done. Um, so, yeah. I, I, just, I just don't see it. He won one game. And again, his defense won that game. Listen, don't insult him. It's what a ridiculous ranking. Yeah, so I have Joe Namath at uh at sixty seven. In the season rank chart, he's ninety three, by the way. Uh barely even in the top hundred. So this is uh one of your worst rankings so far, for sure. I'm impressed you have him at sixty seven. Well, right. I, look, I, I try and give the benefit of the doubt to c- contemporaries. So the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame and the fact that he did make Pro Bowls, even though I think they're wrong, I say to myself, you know what? Maybe they know more than than, than I do because they were actually there at the time. But maybe they know they know less. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. most of the time they knew less. Yeah, All maybe right, in, so. in in 4.0 he falls down into the 40s. All right, uh, let's stay in New York, number 32, Phil Sims. All right, you also him too high, but the recently deposed uh, number one announcer. I think Sims is a little bit underrated. I have him at 48, which is higher than I think most people would have him. All right, so maybe the di- maybe we split the difference, but I'm at 32. 70, he played from 79 to 93, 199 touchdowns, 157 interceptions. Um, the year he wins the Super Bowl and actually plays in the Super Bowl, he actually played very poorly, right? He threw 21 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. I have it as the fifth worst Super Bowl winning season for a QB. You care to guess any of the other ones? So that's QBs that won the Super Bowl... Sure. Well, Peyton Manning's last one for yeah, sure. Yeah, Peyton Manning's worst. Nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Yeah. Uh, Trent Dilfer's worst. Yep, Trent Dilfer's third. Uh, Doug Williams is worse. Uh, I actually don't know. I think I had Doug Williams seventh. He's not on this list. Oh, okay. Um, trying to think of any others that, that popped to mind immediately. Uh, it'd have to be guys from like the 70s. Uh, yeah, other than that, it's old. Uh, Unitas in 70 didn't really do anything. Uh, Bart Starr had a horrible year. For Super Bowl two, nine touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. Seventeen interceptions. Yeah, that's the year I was just talking. Yeah, the the name of the year. I Bad I year. Uh, and Len Dawson did nothing in Super Bowl four season when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Nine touchdowns in eight games, thirteen picks. Yeah. Uh, so that's the bottom six. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Sims is almost Eli asking. So the first three years of his career, he was terrible, and then he missed two years with injury. But starting in 1984, he was basically a slightly above average quarterback. My yearly ranks for him are 11, 15, 13, 9, 10, 14, 7. So, you know, a slightly above average quarterback, uh, but you win a Super Bowl in New York and, and, you know, you get a lot more fame than you deserve. I think 48 is fine. Uh, I'm surprised you have a little bit higher than that. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when he played, he was he was better than a lot of the guys we've discussed already. All right, you're going to hate 31, too. I think this is going to end the people Chester hates run from 33 to 31. Ken Stabler at 31. Yeah, so Kenny Stabler uh, is the second worst uh, quarterback in the Hall of Fame uh, after Joe Namath. I'm not sure why he made it a couple of years ago. Um, I also don't know when they have a guy who retired a long time ago and he never makes it. And then after he dies, they put him in. I never understand that. Like, he doesn't even get the benefit of it. So what's the point at that point? You know? Yeah, 
uh, who, I think who's the guy from the Giants who who never makes it? Who said like I don't put me in after I'm dead? I'm blanking on his name. The San Francisco Giants? No, the New York Giants. Barry Bonds? I no. don't know. Um, so, okay, but so here's yeah, what do you have from Stabler? 194 okay. touchdowns, 222 interceptions. Yeah, so the difference between Stabler and um, and Namath is the fact that Stabler at his peak was actually – so in season, Rick, I have Stabler up at 53. Stabler comes into the league. You know, he doesn't play for the first three years. But once he plays, he was immediately a very good quarterback. Uh, seventh in 73. I have him as the best quarterback in the NFL in 74. Then he drops to 15th in 75. And then I have him as the second best quarterback in 70, in 76. So he had a couple of really elite years. Then he still goes 6-21-6. And then he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL in the uh, in the early 80s. Uh, he stuck around a little bit too long. So Stabler has three Chester Bowls. He, uh, his, his peak was certainly better than Namath's. My problem is that his, his peak was a little bit short. And, you know, but again, he did have an, an MVP season, which is more than you can say for Namath. So Kenny Stabler's okay. I have him at 62. Um, but he should not be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, he's had some bad luck. They lose the uh, the Immaculate Reception game in 72. Uh, but yeah. he was such a winner. I mean, he won two-thirds of his games, right? 96-49-1 yeah. as a starter is amazing. Yeah, but that's but that's exactly the same. He's very similar to Jim McMahon in that way, and you hated Jim McMahon. Irrationally, I would say. Um, and also 60% completion percentage, which was excellent for a you know, quarterback who mostly played in the 70s. He did throw a lot of interceptions, but when the, he didn't yeah. throw a lot of incompletions, apparently. Yeah, he has 30 more interceptions and touchdowns. Not great. And again, by his era, by the late 70s, early 80s, that's quite poor. So, yeah, the numbers uh, – part of that is just the end of his career. He was so bad, and he stuck around for too long. So he really harmed himself. All right, who's number 30? Okay, number 30, I, you're going to have this guy in the 20s, Ken Anderson. Yeah, Ken Anderson is the most underrated player in the history of the National Football League. I have him at number 20. And he's another guy who I moved down just out of sort of deference to the so, so-called experts because I would have him at about 15. But the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame makes me think, well, there must be some explanation. But I, I cannot figure out what it is. I think part First, of it's a Bengals thing. The Bengals don't have a lot of national love. He doesn't win a Super Bowl. Um, okay. He sort Probably of expands like he, he's in a weird – he's also like there's the 80s QBs, right? The Elways, Marinos, Favs, Kelly yeah. – I mean, I, excuse me, Elway, Marino, Kelly, Ken O'Brien. Um, and then you have the 70s QBs, which, is, which are like Brad, Bradshaw and Staubach. And he's sort of of two worlds because – he plays in the seventies, but the Bengals are very good, but never make it. Re- never make it the Super Bowl. You know, even though he wins ten games three times in fourteen game yeah. seasons, and then he finally peaks in nineteen eighty one, and he's sort of like, you know, pre Montana. Um, but hold on, his career perfectly mirrored Terry Bradshaw's and Kenny Stabler's, two guys in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but Bradshaw he, won four Super Bowls and played for okay. uh, the Steelers, and yeah. Stabler played for the Raiders, which, who were Ken, okay. Team but back Kenny, then. An- Kenny Anderson won an MVP. All right. Yes, he has he has an incredible seven Chester Bowls. Uh, here's the full list of guys with uh, seven Chester Bowls. Okay, because it's mm-hmm. a very short list. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, Brett Favre, France Tarkenton, Steve Young, Drew Brees. Uh, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Len Dawson, and Ken Anderson. That's it. So it's basically my top 12 plus Ken Anderson. Mm -hmm. He was always one of the best five quarterbacks in the league. He was also very good in the playoffs. His playoff numbers, uh, where exactly do I have Ken Anderson on my list? Well, he lost, but he played pretty well. He he makes a Super Bowl that one year. Every other year he's one and done, though. 73, 75, and 82, he's one and done. Yeah, but again, but his performance, he has a 94 quarterback ranking in the playoffs. Um, you know, he had a 66% completion. And I don't know why they incredible. didn't make the playoffs in 76. They went 10 and 4. I don't know how that missed the playoffs, but I guess they did. Yeah. 10 and 4, excuse um, me. 
So good in the playoffs, good in the regular season. I just uh, hold on. I, I want to do something here. For his a eighty-one uh, is amazing. Also, his eighty. He's still thirty-eighth in pa- like some of his stats have held up. Thirty-fifth in passing yards, thirty-eighth in in completions. Uh, season rank has him number eleven, by the way. I mean, I think there's an argument that he belongs in the top twelve. So let's. I just want to compare him for a second because his career overlapped with Bradshaw's almost perfectly. So let's compare them season by season, like we've done for some of these other guys. All right. And I yeah. And I think. Um, you know, you also look at like how many Hall of Famers they played with, and sometimes like you win Super Bowls, the quarterback in theory could make a Hall of Famer, but here obviously that didn't happen. Um, he had I, Collinsworth. He he has Chris Collinsworth, who's a good player, but not a Hall of Famer. Anthony Munoz, co- co-worker. Munoz at the end of his career, not for yeah. most of it. Yeah. So all right, so he's going to go up against Bradshaw. So Bradshaw's a starter for two years before Anderson. So we'll start in 1972. Uh, Anderson wins 72, but it's nine to ten. So let's say we'll call that a tie. Uh, 73, Anderson blows Bradshaw out of the water. 74, Anderson, second best quarterback in the league, blows Bradshaw out of the water. 75, he blows Bradshaw out of the water. 76, he blows Bradshaw out of the water. 77, it's 8-7, to seven, so we'll call that a tie. 78, which is Bradshaw's best season, Anderson's worst or second worst, so Bradshaw wins one. 79, Anderson again. 80, which is Anderson's other bad year, Bradshaw wins again. And then 81, 82, uh, Anderson's the best quarterback in the NFL, and uh, he beats Bradshaw again. So he was better than Terry Bradshaw, what, 8 out of 10 years when they overlapped, or 9 out of 11, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. Sorry, we said seven out of nine with two ties. Uh, I just don't understand. I, I understand he doesn't win four Super Bowls, so I understand why he's not considered like Terry Bradshaw. But I cannot fathom for any reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. And the fact that he didn't have playoff success, there's t- Sonny Jurgensen never made a playoff game, even he's in the Hall of Fame. So I, I find this really difficult to understand. And I, I've googled it. I've tried to look up articles. I cannot figure out for the life of me why is Ken Anderson not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, no, there's no reason he's not. He's only eligible now as a senior guy, but I do think uh, I do think he should make it. Yeah. Should we have Peter so, King on the podcast to discuss? I think he he covered Kenny Anderson. Um, yeah, Floyd Little right? out of the Hall of Fame and Ken Anderson in the Hall of Fame. Very simple. Should that that would be awesome if the Hall of Fame had to kick someone out to put somebody in? If they like, oh, we're only accepting sure two hundred people. That. Yeah, yeah. Who would you kick you out first increase, in baseball? You who's, your, first? who's your Floyd Little in baseball? I mean, there's a bunch of guys who made Kirby it you know, through the Veterans Committee. No, there's guys from the Veterans <laughs> Committee who made it who have like 14 career war, but we're buddies with everybody. Right. You know? Sure. Right. Uh, one, it's one. There's a guy who I forget who got in because people like felt bad for him and didn't want him to get zero votes, and everyone voted for him. Like one of those brothers like, from like Phil the, Rizzuto or something. No, there's like a, there's Rizzuto like three brothers. Once. Oh. Oh, the Wayner brothers from the Pirates? Yeah, but I don't think it's them. I don't think it's Paul and Lloyd oh. Wayner. I forget who it was, yeah. but a guy who made okay. it basically because everyone cast the sympathy vote. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, so let's talk about Hall of Fame for a second. Um, I discussed this in my in in the article that I'm quoting extensively from for this podcast with Anderson and and also the guy who's 29th who is not being discussed at all. But we'll get to him in a second. So let's go modern players Hall of Fame, yay or nay. Um, uh, well, I'll say anybody who's not in yet. So Favre is in, right? And so then it leads us to Peyton Manning, obviously in. Tom Brady, obviously in. Um, Drew Brees. Obviously. Obviously in. And Aaron Rodgers, obviously in. Yeah. So then you sort of go to the next tier, which is like the guys who won the Super Bowl. So Roethlisberger. He's, to me, obvious. Yeah, he's going to make it. Um, and then you say no on Eli. No, I say... I mean, you I say, say he's he going to make it, but he, it. he has no business even being considered. No, I don't say that. I'm at 44. Okay. Again, Kenny Stabler, Joe Namath are below him. He, Eli right now is in the same category on my chart as Steve McNair, Joe Theismann, Dev Craig, Charlie Connerly. So those guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. But Troy Aikman is, is not too far from Eli. He's in. So 
Eli being in is not, you know, the best thing in the world, but it doesn't offend me deeply. Um, okay, and then Joe Flacco. He's very elite. I mean, no, that's ridiculous. No, no, I'm messing with no you. But no, right so the, no, so the interesting guy in the middle is Rivers, the no Super Bowl good player. Yeah, so to me, Rivers uh, should be in, but he's sort of on the border. Matt Ryan, at this point, would not be in. But again, if he repeats what he did last year. Right, I mean, obviously, Russell Wilson is halfway, certainly, to a, to a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, but, but he's yeah, but he's very very young. What about Andrew Luck? So. You think he's he's he is Andrew Luck also halfway to Hall of Fame career or no? No, Andrew Luck has been grossly disappointing. Well, it's not about expectations. Like I agree, he's been disappointing, especially yeah. recently. I mean, they yeah, could put I mean, some and, good players around him besides a couple of receivers at some point. Andrew Luck has basically been Russell Wilson has been what we wanted Andrew Luck to be, right? I mean, Andrew Luck, his his first year, 20th in the league, which is fine for a rookie. Second year, ninth in the league. Third year, 7th in the league. That's exactly what we want to see. 29-7. Then he dropped to 29th in 2015, just an abysmal year. And then last year, when he was sort of healthy and supposed to be back to normal, he was 12th. So if he's settling in as the 12th best quarterback every year, then he's like Matt Stafford. And that's not, you know, a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So. All right, so uh, let's talk about another per- person's Hall of Fame candidacy. Uh, number 29, I have Donovan McNabb. Okay. Very interesting career, accurate passer who uh, never threw interceptions, right? He's exactly 2-1, to one, touchdowns, interceptions, 234 to 117. Huge winner, right? Wins ni- he's 98-62-1, and one. Uh, and a lot of the losses came at the very end of his career after he left the Eagles. His record with the Eagles is 92-49, yeah. and 49, which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Tremendous yeah, winning record in the playoffs with nine playoff wins. Only one one and out in his entire career, which is amazing. You look around the rest of his team, and while they were solid and had a good defense, they did not have a lot of Hall of Famers running around, right? I mean, he has T.O. Yeah. at a certain point. For one year. His receivers one year. were epically awful. I mean, they made the Super Bowl, and, and uh, you know, they it, it, like their number one and two guys were always, like, getting cut and not signed by any other team the next year. Yeah, yeah, Fred X. Um, he, he wasn't great in the playoffs. His numbers weren't great in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But, they, you know, they were okay. He wasn't bad, right. I mean, listen, he... Yeah. Played 16 playoff games also. Uh, to me, he's really on the border, but he doesn't get close. He didn't even yeah. make, la- in, in for last year, he didn't even make the 25 semifinalists, which is crazy. Not yeah, only so- is he not getting discussed in the room, and 15 people getting discussed in the room and five of them uh, make it, he's not even making the top 25, which means he's never, he's probably never going to make the 15, which means he's not going to be considered at least until he's a veterans committee if he ever gets considered. To me, when he was on the Eagles, mm-hmm. and he always suffered just random stupid bullshit, like Rush Limbaugh attacking him or Terrell Owens attacking him, really mm-hmm. a lot of undeserved crap from, from very unexpected and random places. Um, but he was always like – the problem is he was playing in an era of, of Peyton and Brady and then yeah. early on Favre and then later on Breeze, and he was always just a step below them. But I think in his Eagles career, he was always seen as a guy who would end up in the Hall of Fame. And he was a guy who was probably going to settle somewhere between 20 and 25 in the all-time quarterback rankings. But the problem is that when he left the Eagles, he became really bad really fast. Yeah, and, right. He's and 34 his when he leaves the Eagles, and then he's just done. Yeah, and he was done. Any value. Yeah, and so I think that sort of harmed him because what you see and what you expect from Hall of Fame quarterbacks these days is that they keep it going into their late 30s. Right, and they all so, are. I mean, Breeze and Brady yeah. are just obscenely old, and they're still good. So I have him. Now, I have him uh, on my season rank chart. He's number 16. And every single person above him is in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame, except for Ken Anderson, who, of course, should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but again, that's a chart that, you know, Steve McNair and Mark Brunel are also 20 and 21 on that list, and they're not making the Hall of Fame. And you can make an argument that he's a slightly better version of Steve McNair, maybe. Um, so I have him on my chart at number 30. 
which yeah. is only so one he's spot very ahead. borderline. Yeah, he's yeah, that's one spot ahead of Rich Gannon. It's four spots ahead of Tony Romo, five spots ahead of Randall Cunningham. So to me, he's right on the border, and I'm fine with the no, but I do feel bad for him that, that he's not even getting a chance. And nobody likes him. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. It did never, he, but he also never really did anything bad. I, I, oh, I think yeah. He, to- the hate on him is totally undeserved. Totally undeserved. Yeah. Like maybe he wasn't super likable in the locker room. I'm not sure. And the, but the writers always hated him. But, you know, I mean, he had like a he had a really big media campaign, right? Like this Campbell Soup stuff. Um, okay. Every, so no, if you're sick of Hall of Fame stuff, everybody going forwards is well you might not like the next guy but everyone else is in or is going to be in so no not a lot of hall of fame talk coming up number 28 i have kurt warner uh his career is three acts right he starts with the rams three seasons he throws for 1200 yards 12,600 12, yards in three seasons almost 100 touchdowns in three seasons wins the mvp two of those years right mm-hmm. Win, wins a super bowl and um loses a super bowl to the patriots then from 2002 to 2006, five years, only starts 36 games, has more INTs than, than touchdowns, 30 to 27, never makes the playoffs, throws for less than 8,000 yards in those five seasons combined. Then magically becomes good again for the final three years of his career, right? Starts almost every game, uh, throws for 11,700 yards in three seasons, 83 to 45 touchdown ratio, All, you know, very easily could have, should have won a Super, a, a Super Bowl and makes a... Uh, a second playoffs in that three-year span. So, like, he's amazing, horrible, and then amazing again with a five-year horrible gap in between. Yeah. And, now, like, he couldn't I even would... hold on to the football when he was on the Giants. He was, like, insanely bad. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he, he lost his job to Mark Bulger. I wouldn't say he was amazing on the Cardinals. His season ranks on the Cardinals is 13-6-10. So he was good, but he wasn't, you know, but he also, was the best quarterback also, in the he, he also becomes Babe Ruth in the playoffs. You forget that, like... Yeah, so he is the greatest quarterback of all time in the playoffs for me. Um, his playoff numbers are... He's 1-2 all time in, or he was until, I'm, I, I think actually Brady, um, passed, Brady passed him in the overtime game this year. But he was 1-2 he was all time in passing, passing yards in a Super Bowl. In his, yeah. two, in his two of his three appearances. Yeah, he has a 2-1 to one touch and interception ratio in the playoffs. He has almost 4,000 yards in the playoffs, and, and that's only in 13 His quarterback games. rating in the playoffs, and everyone we've looked at gets lower in the playoffs than the regular season. It's 103 in the playoffs. Yeah. That's crazy. There's only one player who uh, played 10. There's one player who has a higher quarterback ranking who played 10 playoff games. You want to guess who that is? I'll give you a clue. He won a ton of championships. Montana. Bill Russell. The, no, the Bill oh, Russell Graham, in the NFL. Okay. No. A ton of championships. Bart Starr. Oh, Bart Starr gets better in the playoffs. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But the, okay. Yeah. Otto, Otto Graham um, yeah. was at, at uh, 2008. In the, Warner Warner basically averages 300 yards a game and three touchdowns yeah. and four. I mean, he's just yeah. ridiculous. The problem is his career is again it's it's very similar to like Rich Gannon in that he didn't ha- play that many years. And he, look, he had four great years, but but then he didn't play that many years in total. So I have him at twenty-seven. Uh, as a reminder, I have Gannon at thirty-one. I have Cunningham at thirty-five. He's a little bit better than those guys. His playoff performance does give him a little boost. Twenty-seven is Hall of Fame borderline. Yeah, to me, he's, was, he's I, a Hall of Famer because I, I I just think you put him on your team and like you can win the Super Bowl. And if you're a quarterback, well, not the Giants, but yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a. I don't know. He was only in the Giants for one year, but yeah. I mean, my, my I was – I'm not offended that he's in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, when we discussed the Hall of Fame battle last year, there was other guys more deserving in other positions, I thought. 
Yeah, but they should ultimately open up and allow they five guys is too few. Baseball allows up to ten guys to make it. Yeah, and um, you know, or I think they even I think they even knocked out the ten rule. Where can you? Well, I know you could vote for ten guys. So in theory, infinite people could you know everyone on the ballot could make it. Um, and football, which has fifty three yeah, well, players, mathematically that's not true. But you could calculate. I think twelve or thirteen mathematically, if everybody coordinated their votes, could make it. Right. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Let's go to another guy who played for the Giants, but this guy for more than one year. That's Wyatt Tittle. Played from 1950 to 1964, 212 touchdowns, 221 interceptions. Give me some Wyatt Tittle stats, and where do you have him? So, uh, Tittle is the worst playoff performer of all time. Uh, I have him at number 14. So, uh, Wyatt Tittle, really good, and a no-question Hall of Famer. Uh, do you know what the said, YA stands for off the top of your head? Young adult. Yelberton Abraham. <laughs> I know why he went by YA. Yelberton. Yelberton is an amazing name. Amazing name. Amazing name. Yeah. Seventy-eight, fifty, and five as a starter. All right. Let me just drop some. Uh, he so he made five championships, lost all five. Can I give you some numbers from those five games? Yeah. All right. Uh, he uh, uh, threw four touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, forty-four percent completion percentage, thirty-four quarterback ranking. And and by the way, it's not like he was running. He had, he had negative twelve yards rushing. So. Uh, not exactly a uh, Wyatt Tittle was not exactly a playoff performer. Another guy who peaks at the end of his career, right? His thirty-six and thirty-seven years are incredible. Nineteen sixty-two, nineteen sixty-three for the Giants. You know he's remembered as a Giants quarterback also because he's so good in those two seasons. But he, really, he played for the Niners more than the Giants. Yeah. Although, yeah. So he was great. He was the best quarterback in the league in sixty-two and sixty-three. Sixty-four, he fell off a cliff and then he quickly retires. But yeah, I mean, he was so good for so long. His rookie season, he I had him as number four. And then that's in 48. And then what is it? 15 years later, I have him at number one. So yeah. a long Seven career, a good career. And again, and he spanned that era. He spanned the 40s when it was like Waterfield and guys like that. And he went all the way into the 60s when he's competing against guys like, you know, Johnny Unitas and Fran Tarkenton. So uh, why Tittle? I have him at number 14 and uh, deserving, although, again, he stunk in the playoffs. Okay, uh, 26, Norm Van Brocklin. Does Norm Van Brocklin still have the, that, that 554 record? Has anyone broken that? Yeah, so I'm not sure. He played oh. the exact same time as uh, Tittle, by the way. Yeah. The same era. Not not as good by any standard. Uh, so how do you justify putting him ahead of uh, Tittle? Um, we compare their numbers side by side. He was better. Well, hold on while I check up this 554. I mean, he was better in the playoffs than that. He won, he won two titles. Yeah, I think I think the titles really knock him over uh, Tittle. Who again had some bad, a lot of bad years? Okay, on the, Tittle the has a hundred more touchdowns than him and eleven thousand more yards than him. I mean, Tittle's numbers blow Van Brocklin's numbers out of the water. Tittle makes three Pro Bowls. Uh, all, excuse me, All Pros. He's the uh, he's the All Pro according to the people in his era. He was All Pro first team three times. Van Brocklin was once. Okay, so again in his era, uh, and then and then uh, t- according to the Chess Bowl, of course, Tittle has five and Van Brocklin has two. Uh, Tittle played longer, had better numbers. Well, but, I, I mean, Van Brocklin always won, right, 61, 30, 36, and 4. Not always won. Tittle, Tittle won, won more, made it to the championship more times than, t- than Van Brocklin did. Just Van Brocklin won two of them. Yeah, but he, I mean, Van Brocklin won him saying his whole career. He won almost two-thirds of his games. Like, he, he was good. Okay, so let me give you a couple things about Van Brocklin. First of all, so the 554 still holds, right? He still has the record for most passing yards in a game. Do you know who's second at 527? Uh, Derek Carr. I don't know. No. Warren, Derek? Derek Carr actually put up a 513 this past year, so he's... Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Um, No, but 
Moon has a 527. Two Houston quarterbacks, one Oilers, one Texans. Matt Schaub is tied for second all time with a 527-yard passing day. Uh, Boomer had a 522. Roethlisberger has a 522. There's no real hilarious names on the list. I mean, Ferragamo had 509, but probably the most unlikely name on the list. Elvis Gerback with 504. Yeah, I remember that game. And Billy Volek had a 492. That's pretty wild. Oh, that was that a Monday Night Football game where Drew Bennett? That was late in the season. Drew Bennett had uh, like 250 yards. Yeah, against the Raiders. Yeah, and I know oh. you know that was Monday Night. Can you double check that? I will double check that it's that was Monday. And I and I know that because I had Drew Bennett in fantasy and I, he scored like 40 points and I had a ridiculous comeback win. Yeah, and Kyle Orton. No, it's a Sunday game. Sorry, it's a Sunday 4:15 game. Oh. Well then, all right. So Drew Bennett had another ridiculous game. No, Drew Bennett um, did have a ridiculous game. He has two touchdowns very early in that game. Bennett, uh, yeah, Bennett has thirteen for one sixty and two touchdowns. So you're just mind tricks you that it was a Monday night game when it was a Sunday game. Maybe. Um, you, you know about my story playing poker with Kyle Orton, right? Uh, I don't remember. That's You've told the story. You told. I, I, I played poker with Kyle Orton, but he was at like a one-two table. And if you're Kyle Orton, you should be playing higher stakes. I think. I mean, they say uh, Bill Gates plays two four, so. But everyone at the you, table no, you should play whatever limit him. you could win at, honestly. Well, he wasn't winning, and he was taking a lot of shit well, at the Well, that's why. If you're not winning at 1-2, you should not be playing, you know, anywhere <laughs> But why else. do you want to sit there while fans make fun of you and the Bears? No, I mean, he, he was on the Bears, yeah, not yeah. the Broncos. Um, so, okay, so here's the case for Van Brocklin. His yards per attempt is, you know, historically great. It opens up his career, 10.4, 8.8, 8.9, 8.5, 8.4, 10.1. 1. Insane. I mean, he was really like this bomber that, uh, you know, it... Yeah. He made up a lot he, of ground. He was a real curmudgeonly guy. He died. Uh, also, another guy who died before. I don't know when your birthday is, but he died before I was born in May. Of well, he, reti- he retires and immediately becomes a coach. And he coaches the Bears that first year. And his first game as a head coach is against the expansion Vikings. And he loses 34 to 13. Yeah, I have. A, I, I don't know if we're going to get to it, but I have a. Um, I have a, uh, a whole thing in, in somewhere in 100 greatest quarterbacks, which is. Uh, like, you know, how, how the QBs did as coaches. But it's not great. They don't have a storied history as coaches. Better as announcers. Yeah, I mean, he had some bad games. In 1955 title game, Van Brocklin throws six picks. Uh, he goes to the championship in 1960. He has a fourth quarter comeback against Vince Lombardi's Packers. The only time Lombardi ever lost a championship game, 1960, to Norm Van Brocklin. Yeah, I have him at 28. He's fine to be in the Hall of Fame, but he shouldn't be ahead of Tittle. That's my take. Okay, uh, Dan Fouts is my number 25 quarterback, although really I should move him to 125 after his insane punter <laughs> draft. Of, of, I'm still yeah. mad about that. Yeah. Uh, 1973 to 87 is when he played. He threw 254 touchdowns, 242 interceptions. He said he yeah. was actually hurt by not being drafted in that draft, which is insane because only 12 quarterbacks were picked. But Yeah, and he could have drafted himself and it would have been draft. less bad than the That would have been amazing. Had. If he drafted himself yeah. for it, that actually would have been a cool move. Um, best quarterbacks by season in the 80s. We have not done the 80s yet. So let's do that okay. now. Um, All right. Unless we have done it and I forgot. No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, number eight, 1980, I have Brian Sipe. Who do you have? Yep, Sipe. Uh, 81, I have your beloved Ken Anderson. Mm-hmm. I have Fouts in 82. Yeah, I have Anderson again. Uh, Joe Theismann in 83. Yep. Uh, Marino in 84, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Uh, 85, I have Ken O'Brien of the Jets. Over Montana? Over Montana. Yeah, uh, that's wrong, but fine. Uh, 86. Now, Dan hold Mar- on. 
one thing to point out, you don't include fumbles. Kendall Bryant had 14 fumbles that year. Well, hopefully he So he's turning the ball over once a game, you know. And Phil Simms had 16, so he was the New York quarterbacks one and two in the league in fumbles that year. Uh, I like how you had that off the top of your hand. Who, how many fumbles yeah. both of them had? Uh, Dan Marino, 86. Uh, yep. Joe Montana, 87. Yep. Boomer Esiason in 88. Yep. And Joe Montana in 89. Wow. So we agree on nine of the yeah, ten years in the 80s. Yeah. Well, a lot of consensus there. A lot of consensus. Uh, anything well, else Well, but the 80s Cal? was like a boring era in football because, it, you know, the I, we really the, We really missed nothing in the entire decade of the 80s. Like, I, well, we except, born, I mean, there were historically great teams in 85 and 86. No, I know. just mean in life. Like, the baseball, <laughs> like, we missed interesting stuff in baseball, but the years are, like, my team won and your team won would have been great, but the other nine years would have been pretty boring. But it just didn't, like, nothing happened in the 80s. There was no good TV. There were no good movies. Like, yeah. the 80s really, like... Uh, 84 is considered a great year for music. Yeah, there was, good, there was some good music in the 80s. Um, but, like, or, I, you but know... If we're ranking decades for music, I would have the 80s last still. Uh, you would have the 80s below the 90s. Yeah, you're anti-90s. You, are you, the well, I'm late not anti-90s. 90s. I love Pearl Jam. I love the grunge stuff from the early yeah. 90s. Yeah, so I'm the anti, late 90s. No, I'm great. anti the popular music that took over from, like, 97 on, which was, you know, Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Um, even though that holds up better than a lot of this stuff. No, the, the real bad stuff was, like, the Limp Bizkit and Corn stuff. That was oh. Well, I was going to say, like, disco in the late 70s also does not hold up well. That's, that's not, yeah, that's not great. Um, yeah. So Fouts, terrible announcer, should be fired, but 25. Yeah, so I have him at 22, time. which is even a little bit higher than you. But here's the thing. You look at his numbers and compare him to Philip Rivers, and this is where you have to look at the plus stats, which do relative to era. So, for example, you know, Fouts obviously has 30 more turnovers than touchdowns in his career, whereas Rivers is, you know, almost 2 to 1. But they're playing in different eras. But uh, relative to their era, they're both at 112. So they're both exactly 12% better than the average quarterback in their era. They both make exactly six chest bowls. So they're very, very similar. Um, they both have the same you know, performance in the playoffs. Uh, Fouts goes three and four. Rivers goes four and five. Um, Fouts is worse in the regular season than Rivers. So you don't have Rivers in the Hall of Fame. Why do you have Fouts as a, as a no-doubt Hall of Famer? Well, I didn't. I mean, wh- why do I have Fouts? I think you know. I mean, yes, they, he has he has uh, Altworth and Winslow, but I, I just don't think like I think he yeah, propped the up the gr- team, the greatest tight end of all time. And, yeah, no, he propped up the team. I, I, I just I don't know. Again, it's not that I have an issue where you have Fouts. I have Fouts at twenty two. My issue is why you have Rivers at fifty four. Well, oh, I, I think, mean, that's a, I said like don't lose a lot of sleep over where I have the active guys. Yeah, they're just very similar guys. All right, fine. Um, okay, twenty four. Uh, Best player to never win a playoff game. Who am I talking never about? Never play in a playoff game. Uh, he Jergensen. played. He played. He he did play in a playoff game. He did? Sonny Jurgensen. Uh, yes, he did not start, but he came in as a backup in... Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, to never start a playoff game. the 1974 yeah. Redskins at a 40. At 40 and he, uh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't really count. Yeah, but it's insane. Clear. I mean, so his rookie... Not his rookie year, because he plays uh, four seasons uh, as a backup for the Eagles. And then in 61, he becomes a starter. They go 10-4. and four. I don't know why he didn't play in the playoffs. I'm not sure what was going on in 61. Uh, I don't know if you know off the top of your head. But then he never wins more than seven games the rest of his career. Three, one, six, six, seven, and seven. Five, six, and three. A lot of ties. Four, seven, six, one, four, three, three. And he's done. So he's a five, below 500, 69, 71, and seven. Uh, you know, he was definitely ahead of his time in terms of, like, he did not throw interceptions at all, and he threw a lot of touchdowns, so he's 255 to 189, but again, no postseason success, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, so the reason why he didn't make the playoffs is the only one team made it uh, from the NFL in 61, 
and the Giants were ten three and one, which beat ten four. So they didn't make it. Yeah, uh, he, and yes, it would have been ugly because uh, the sixty one Packers were good and the Giants lost thirty seven nothing. So. He Probably was the second-best quarterback in the league in 61, the second-best quarterback in the league in 70. Uh, so basically, throughout the 60s, and uh, it's it's always interesting, these guys who spend their whole career with two different teams in the same division. Yeah. Like the Washington and Philly, you know what? Now, I guess they weren't really in the I same mean, division. I mean, far switches, then, but obviously 90% of his career is with the Yeah, the but it's always interesting. Now, obviously, the divisions weren't what they are now back then, so, you know, it was just one, you know. But um, but in contemporary times, we're looking at it, we're like, that's interesting. I wonder what the Washington fans and the Philly fans thought about him when he was on the other team. But um, yeah, he's I have him at number eighteen, a little bit higher than you. His numbers are really good. Uh, he really only has those ten years of the sixties, though, because as we said, in the fifth, in the late fifties and the early seventies, he was on the bench, so never makes a playoff. Game, well, who's he so. backing up also for the Eagles? And was he backing up Van Brocklin in the late fifties? In fifty nine and sixty, um, and 50- also. Also, so he throws 12 passes in his career. He waits his whole career to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, he's backing up Van Brocklin. Mm-hmm. Waits his whole career to make the playoffs, makes it. Billy Kilmer stinks, so he comes in. Uh, that, yeah, they lose 19-10, on, uh, but uh, there was a pick six late in the game, so it was a close game. Literally pick six because they missed extra points, so it wasn't a pick seven. Um, so Kilmer's struggling. Jurgensen comes in, and 12 of his career passes in the playoffs are intercepted. Three of the 12 are intercepted. He goes 6 for 12 for three picks. So, after, can you imagine waiting, you know, 20 years to make the playoffs and then just totally tanking it and losing the game for your team? Yeah, that's tough. All right, so number 23, Bob Greasy. Let's do uh, mm-hmm. best quarterbacks by season of the 70s, which I believe we have not done yet. So, I have okay. jo- John Brody is the best quarterback in 1970. Yep. back in 71. Undefeated, yep. The aforementioned Billy Kilmer in 72. Oh, he does. he's not even a chess bowl candidate in 72 to me. Greg Landry. He's Norm your best Sneed. quarterback. Greg Landry, Norm Sneed, and Fran Tarkenton are all ahead of Kilmer. Do you, where do you have Sneed? Because Sneed is K- also K- not on my list. Kilmer list-. played half the season. Kilmer had 1,600 yards. you got to check that again. I'll check it again. Uh, 73, yeah. I, th- 73 Staubach. Staubach was amazing. Yeah. We forget how good Staubach is. His career is too short, but he's incredible. Yeah, 74 Stabler. Yep. 75, Fran Tarkenton. Yep. 76, Stabler again. I have Burt Jones. Okay. Burt Jones is really Burt Jones had 24-9, yeah. Uh, Bob Greasy in 77. No, Staubach. And then I have Staubach in 78 and 79. Uh, Staubach 78, Staubach 79. I mean, right. so you have him as, as five of the ten, being the best Staubach. QB. Amazing. Yeah, there's, I mean, a reason, there's a reason the I have but yet. still. Notice no Terry Bradshaw in there if you're scoring at home. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's uh, Bob Greasy. Now, hold on. Bob, so I got a couple comments about Bob Greasy. So you have him at what, a 23? 23, yeah. I'm at 24. Okay. Uh, Bob Greasy, who, you know, was known as, you know, he won a championship, but he was a abysmal playoff quarterback. Mm-hmm. Can I give you some uh, Bob Greasy playoff numbers? Yes, and I mean, most famously, he's not playing when the uh, undefeated team wins. Yeah, the, he's injured. Yeah. He's injured. A lot of guys yeah. doing that. You don't see that nowadays in the NFL. They were very soft so, back then. Fifty-three percent completion percentage. Like a man. Fifty-three yeah. percent completion percentage in the playoffs. More uh, interceptions than touchdowns. Uh, he has a sixty-eight quarterback ranking. Of the thirty-one quarterbacks to play to start at least ten playoff games, to start at least ten playoff games, he's number twenty-nine. He's ahead of only Craig Morton and one other guy who we haven't yet mentioned. I so, mean, he played uh, on running teams, right? He was a great quarterback for running teams. They did not have, you know, they had Zonka and Morris. They did not have 
a lot of great receivers. Yeah, no Mark Duper there. Um, but he, um, you know, his his peak was he was all right from seventy one to seventy seven. I guess you would say was his peak, and he was top seven every year but one in that era. So right, uh, Bob so, Gracie's fine. We have him almost the exact same place. I got. I no mean, issues. he was must have been banged up the seventy two playoffs because he only plays one of the games. He starts one of the games. Yeah, he he's was like injured. in and out again. And Earl Morrell, the Forrest Gump, ends up being yeah. the quarterback for that team. Exactly. All right, twenty two. I have Warren Moon. Played from oh, eighty four wow. to two thousand, two hundred ninety one touchdowns, two thirty three interceptions. You're saying, oh wow, do you have him in the because our rankings are exactly the same? Oh, no, we both have Moon twenty three. Moon, do you think Moon doesn't get hammered enough for blowing the thirty eight three lead to the Bills? No, because he gave them thirty eight points. I know. Right? Do you know I went uh, ice skating while they went up like they went up really big early, and we're, <laughs> and we're like, I was at my grandma's yeah. house, we're going ice skating, and I, I don't remember if I actually saw the end of the game or if I had to watch it on like Sports Center later. The issue with Warren Moon is you just wonder if he doesn't have to deal with the racism and go to the CFL for those seven years, is he in the Dan Marino conversation? Right. Uh, I don't think he's in Marino, but well, he's but he's very in similar teams. in that. Well, no, what, well, Dan Marino in the sense that he would have had the most yard, you know, the most yards, most touchdowns, all those records that Marino had until you know Favre broke them, and then and then and then Brady, and then excuse me, and then Peyton Manning broke them. But Warren Moon would have had those if you include his Canadian numbers. He does, so he would be up there with Marino in those. Also, like Marino, he did not have playoff success. Three and so seven, think, yeah. He comes to the Vikings uh, in his old age, like Jim McMahon and a bunch, and Randall Cunningham and a bunch he was, of other guys. He was a good. He was very good as an old age quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he, he was at forty one for the 40. Seahawks. He was, he was good. good for yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even yeah, he he really stuck around a long time. Uh, I give him five chess bowls, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl in eight straight seasons and then a ninth, so that's even yeah. low on him. Um, so Moon in 1991, I mean, our younger listeners won't realize how revolutionary their offense was. The run and shoot offense, they had the four receivers, Hayward Jeffries, Ernest Givens, uh, and I'm blanking on the other two starters off the top of my head. And then, the, uh, like, they didn't have a tight end. I remember one year it's like, oh, yeah, the, t- the Oilers don't have a tight end coach because they don't have a tight end on the roster. They didn't believe in tight ends, which is sort of the Jets philosophy. The Jets have had, like, 15 passes of the tight ends the last three years. But that's just because they have no talent, not because they have – this – uh, ESPN, which one of the things they do really well now is they have like a guy covering every team. I don't know if you pay a lot of attention to the Vikings guy um, or if they even bother having a Vikings guy. Do they have one? Yeah, Ben Gessling. So um, like they all did like projected 53-man rosters. So I went through a lot of yeah, the teams that, that interest me. And every team is going to cut a tight end that could start for the Jets. It's insane. <laughs> the Patriots are like, yeah, we got to decide between these five guys. And I'm looking like, ooh, yeah, that guy would for sure start for us. Um, so that's always a sign a team's bad, by the way, when they like cut seven of their guys after the 53s are locked in to like yeah. sign the, the waivers guys. And if your team is having the guys sign, that's a sign that you're loaded, that you had like 60 or 62 rosterable guys. Um, yeah. anyway, yeah, Moon in 1991, they were just incredible to watch four wide receivers every play. He averaged over 300 yards per game those two years combined. He was, you know, he was getting up there into almost 4,700 yards a year. Incredibly accurate. In 92 also. He was great 92. Yeah. I mean, incredibly accurate. The defense is always stunk. So they were playing a lot of, you know, 41-38 games like the 38-3 game, the 35-3 game they blew. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was, an, he was a really, like, one of the most exciting players to watch. And he was uh, he an uh, interesting dude. Yeah. I mean, you said he's not in the Marino conversation. But from 88 to 92, in that five-year period, he was better than Marino. Now, Marino, of course, in the early 80s was better. Right, Marino was ludicrously good in the early 80s. Like, yeah, but again, un- but the early 80s, Moon didn't have a chance because, you know, he was stuck. And in he the, wasn't uh, an awful playoff quarterback, but he didn't win in the playoffs. Yeah, he wasn't great in the playoffs, but yeah, he wasn't terrible. By the way, the craziest thing 
stop me if I've said this before, but I'll still continue. I was watching um, the end of the 91 Jets-Oilers playoff game at one point uh, during the very long... Listen, I'm, it's hard to get interesting Jets or Mets things. I think you actually sent me... You emailed me this because it was so ridiculous. And it was really the worst play I've ever seen. So the Jets have a Hail Mary at the last play of the game. They're down 17-10 to the Oilers. And they throw a Hail Mary, and it gets picked off. And instead of going down... The Oilers defender starts running back. Again, there's zero seconds on the clock, and they've won the, the game. The game is over. Yeah. Starts running back and fumbles the return of the Hail Mary. <laughs> and, like, what if the Jets pick it up? Like, that's the greatest play in NFL history. Yeah. And those Un- teams were awesome. You had freaking Buddy Ryan, like, punch the coach on the f- – punch Gilbride in the face. Yeah. But I'm looking at the all-time fumble leaders. Yeah, so Dave Craig at 153, Warren Moon at 161. And then Favre passed them both with 166. Yeah. So that, that game I talked about, that must have been Warren Moon against Dev Craig on the Vikings. So it was uh, – you, why do you call, keep calling him Dev Craig? Dave Craig? I don't you know. Call, it's, so I it said Jeffries and Givens, but Drew Hill had 90 receptions in the year I'm looking at. And Curtis yeah. Duncan was the number four that year. Oh, Curtis Duncan. I forgot about him. Literally not a tight end on the roster. Pretty amazing. Um, well, all right. Jetsian. That's Warren Moon. At 22. 21, I have uh, Bobby Lane. Played from okay. 48 to 62. 196 touchdowns. 243 interceptions. Yeah. Lions best quarterback ever. Uh, yeah. He, you know, Again, th- played they played the exact... so few games in the 60s, and we were talking about that, you know, who was the most passing yards from each team that we played before. It took 50 years for someone to supplant Lane, who played like eight games yeah, a year. That's bad. He played at the exact same time as Y.A. Tittle and Norm Van Brocklin. And uh, whereas Tittle has more touchdowns than turnovers and Van Brocklin has almost even, Lane has 60 more turnovers than touchdowns. Uh, Lane has the by far the lowest quarterback ranking. He has the lowest completion percentage. He's in the 40s. I don't understand how you have him ahead of Tittle and Van Brocklin. Lane, as an example, uh, Tittle made five chess bowls. Van Brocklin made two chess bowls. Bobby Lane, zero. He's the Eli Manning of his era. Never made a chess bowl. And in the actual awards, he... Um, you know, he made fewer All Pros than Tittle. He made fewer Pro Bowlers than than both of them. So I'm not sure why you have Bobby Lane ahead of those two guys. I mean, Van Brocklin had had great teams. Like uh, Lane was, you know, certainly the star of the Lions. 80, 48, and four as a starter for Bobby Lane. Um, yeah, he did throw a lot of interceptions. Well, not exactly. I have him as 82, 61, and five. Remember, the Pro Football Reference numbers are not entirely accurate because they don't know who started a bunch of games. Well, they don't count. Ca- no, it's not that they don't know. They, like me, don't count the uh, pre-50 stuff. No, Yes, they do. That's not, not in true. the records. They don't count yes, it. They, yes, they do. Akiva, I've gone into this. What they do is they don't have, for a number of games in the 30s, 40s, 50s, they don't know who started the game. What you have to do is you have to open the box score, and you see that when one quarterback hit 27 attempts and another quarterback had one attempt, you can sort of surmise, okay, well, this is the guy well, who started. Well, what if the, least... one guy got hurt on his first? Okay, well, I'm counting it as a start. This is the guy who played the produ- the bulk of the game. Mm-hmm. So I've gone in and studied box scores from the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Again, he's playing tiny season. He's still, you know, in the top. He's yeah. 43rd all-time in passing touchdowns. He was yeah. ahead of his time. He was, you know, the blue bomber. But he was behind his time. He was worse than Tittle and Van Brocklin in every way. There's not a single stat in which he's better than them. Not a single stat, not a single award. There's no way to justify putting Bobby Lane ahead of Van Brocklin and Tittle. I mean, he was a good rushing quarterback. He had 25 career rushing touchdowns. Yeah, no, that's okay. Sorry. He's a better runner. Yeah, he had 2,400 yards rushing. Van Brocklin didn't run at all. Tittle, by the way, also ran. Tittle had more. Tittle had 39 rushing touchdowns. Tittle's the best of these guys by far. I don't know why you hate Tittle so much. Died as a young man, also. Um, It's fun to say Tittle. Yeah. 59 uh, years old, he passed. Um, All right. right. Number 20, Jim Kelly. 
Okay. Where do you have Kelly? You don't like Kelly so much. Um, I used to have him a little bit lower, and then I actually decided to take a look at what he did for the Houston Gamblers, and and he destroyed the USFL comically, so almost like uh, you know Dr. J in the ABA. So I boosted him up. I have him at number nineteen. Okay, so we're basically in the same place. Kelly's uh, Super Bowl stats: two touchdowns, seven interceptions. Not great. Uh, barely in that first uh, Cowboys game, they they barely got to throw the ball. I mean, he threw seven passes in that game, the one they lost fifty six. 52-17 that anybody only everyone only only remembers the Leon Lett play should have been 59-17 um but you know so with some of these guys you could say like he was just you know the beneficiary of the system which I'm sure we'll discuss with a certain Cowboys quarterback soon the the I, team was, oh my god I forgot you haven't mentioned him yet yeah I know you, your 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 biggest take is that you hate Aikman um I don't I, hate him he's overrated that team was All great right. though like Andre Reid is a Hall of Fame receiver. Thurman Thomas is an incredible running back. Bruce Smith is, you know, an immortal defensive end. They have amazing linebackers, great, um, great, a great secondary, you know, the best special teams player ever. Like, they were just absolutely loaded. So if you wanted to say there's a little bit of a system with Jim Kelly, I'm not going to, as I call it. Are you going to credit the system for his performance for the Houston Gamblers? No, I'm just saying, like, if, that, if that's your knock on him, I'm not going to, like, lose my mind. But I do think that. You know, I mean, listen, we're in the same place on him, so I'm not. I don't really yeah. have to sell him to you. Yeah, he's fine. I, I, like at the end of the day, he starts really late, and he doesn't go super late. So he literally only plays, uh, he, uh, you know, eleven seasons. Basically, but he plays all eleven. Plays all well, eleven. He seasons, starts late because he's on the Gamblers. 160 games, and in those 160 games, he throws 237 touchdowns. Um, his, Again, you know, yeah, what's his best year? Is 1990, right? He's really the Donovan McNabb of you know one decade prior. Essentially, do we do the best of the nineties yet? His season by season ranks are eight seven fourteen eight three three eight. So he has those two threes. He's never the best, but he's almost always a top ten guy. Yeah, but then yeah, his last years he slows down. Nineteen nineties is best year, right? He goes twenty four nine, a quarterback yeah. rating over a hundred. We have not done best quarterbacks in the nineties yet. Okay, so that that's that will come. You know, it depends on which player it's in. Um, all right, so that's Kelly at twenty. The Chiefs, Len Dawson is at number nineteen, two hundred thirty nine touchdowns, one hundred eighty three interceptions. Played from okay. fifty seven to seventy five. All right. I love Len Dawson. I have him at number 13. Len Dawson, one of the greatest and most underrated players ever. Yeah, he is he's underrated. I, I do think, like, if you switch Dawson and Namath, then, you know, Dawson is super famous, and Namath is not asking Susie Colbert to kiss him on TV. I think, uh, you know, so everyone remembers also the 83 draft, obviously, with Marino, Elway, Kelly, Ken O'Brien's in this draft. But the only draft with five guys in the top 100 is the 57 draft. Do you know who's picked in 57? I'm not going to quiz you. Dawson, <laughs> Sonny Jurgensen, Jack Kemp, right, a former MVP, John Brody, a former MVP, and Milt Plum, who has one of the best seasons ever in 1960. Wow. Amazing. Just an amazing draft. Yeah. No, one, no one talks about the, the class of 57, but that's an incredible. That's a Super Bowl win, three AFL titles, two AFL MVPs, an NFL MVP, just an amazing draft. Yeah, wow. Um, so that's, uh, that's Len Dawson. Do you have anything on Len Dawson? Yeah, so John Unitas and Bart Starr were obviously dominating the 60s in the NFL. The best quarterback in the AFL by a huge margin was Len Dawson. He was so good. Um, the Chiefs were so good. He got really bad by, you know, by the time of the merger in 69. 69 through 74, his numbers stink. It's 2018, 9, 15, uh, missed a year, and then 20. So not as good then. But he, I give him seven chest bowls because he was the best quarterback just about every year of the AFL. And so uh, I have him at number 13. And he, another he up ahead mo- of his time guy, 82.6 rating. He should be the most famous rating. player in the AFL. And it's annoying that it's uh, Johnny Unitas. Excuse me, that it's uh, 
uh, your stupid guy from the okay, Jets. Okay, so now you're gonna. All right, now yeah, we could argue. Eighteen. I have Troy Aikman. Okay. Played from eighty nine to two thousand. Let's give some numbers. How many times in his career did Joe Aikman, Troy Aikman, have even twenty touchdown passes? Twenty. Two. Once. Wow. How many times good. in his career did he have thirty five hundred yards passing? Zero. Zero. Never did it. He never touched the ball. The, the cl- now you're in a, you're in a, a Jets fan, so you were watching uh, the. Uh, the AFC all the time, but I was watching the NFC. And every I mean, time that, actually, it. it's really not true. You get to watch more of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the way it works. You know, that's not how it works. Yeah, like but, the Giants but, and Cowboys were on TV. Like the standard stat that they would show. I, by the way, the, watch- the dorkiest. I know you don't do this, but like all the old school guys, they just say to the young people, uh, "You just need to watch the games, right?" That's their like number one mantra. Like, how come you didn't yeah. watch the games? As if like the nerds who are online about you know talking about football all day yeah. don't watch every single freaking game. Yeah. Um, so Troy Aikman, the or, or the Cowboys in the '90s, the stat that they would always show on Fox during the games is they would show yards, and they show the other team. So they show Minnesota 174, Emmett Smith 135, rest of Cowboys 20. The Cowboys were Emmett Smith. They had five Hall of Famers on their offensive line. They had arguably the greatest running back of all time. They were stacked at Hall, Hall of Famers. Right, Hall of Fame receiver Alvin Harper was a really never, underrated Troy player. never did anything. He didn't he have now, to do anything, but he was obviously okay. very capable of doing of doing. Well, okay, so did. 92 to 95, his peak and when they win their Super Bowls. Those are the four years. I have him top 10 each of those four years. But those are the only four years he was. So he only makes two chess bowls. As we said, never threw 25 touchdowns in a year. Never well, I mean, again, yards they, they ran near the goal line because they had this immortal running back. But that doesn't mean – like, 90, 1993 not, is amazing. He completes almost 70% of his passes, only throws six interceptions. He was amazing. Uh, yeah, but Eight yards per attempt. Yeah, but he only had 15 touchdowns and 33,000 right, Well, the knock against Aikman is – He barely comes plays. In, he comes in and he's trash, and then he leaves. He's bad at the age of 34, and he never plays again. Uh, yeah. He, very short career also. Very good in the playoffs, obviously. 11-4 in the playoffs with good numbers. Uh, let me give you the eight worst rookie seasons ever. I expand this past the top 100. So I have Hold eight. on. You said very good in the playoffs. No, he wasn't. He was he average was in, the in the playoffs. No, he was no, he very wasn't. good. I'm looking at his numbers. He was... He was How he about had, this? 1992, in three games, eight touchdowns, no interceptions, with a 126 mm-hmm. quarterback rating. He's 61 for 89. I, that's yes. insane. It was the, the best he was performance very, ever. He... Okay, he was very good in those three games. What about the other thirteen playoff games he played in? I mean, he was bad as he was bad in his first one. After that, he's basically pretty good the rest of the way. Yeah, uh, I have number thirteen out of my thirty-one quarterbacks okay. to start ten playoff games. So he's you know fine. All right, so the bad uh, bad rookie can, off the top of your head, can you name any the the worst rookie seasons ever? It doesn't have to be a top well, hundred. Well, a- Aikman's was abysmal, obviously abysmal, but there's much worse. He, I have him as the eighth worst. Nine touchdowns, eighteen interceptions, oh, less than six yards. Who, who had decent careers or no? No, no, no. you could be like absolutely. Oh, travesty. so you could be like Ryan Leaf then? But you had to play. Like if you only if you were like Ryan yeah. Leaf is on there, but yeah. if you only threw like twelve passes and all twelve of them were intercepted, I probably don't have you on there because you have to. Yeah. Have like played a little bit, so yeah. Leaf, yeah. I have third worst, two touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. Nineteen ninety eight, who's completing forty five percent of his passes? That's bad. Anybody else? A Blake Bortles sacked fifty five times in two thousand fourteen for the Jaguars, eleven touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. The sixth worst, Jim Zorn, who went two and twelve for the Seahawks, twelve TDs, twenty seven picks. Jack Trudeau for the eighty six Colts lost all eleven games he played, eight TDs, eighteen interceptions. DeBerg in 78 for the 2-14 and 14 Niners. Eight touchdowns, 22 interceptions. We mentioned already Ryan Leaf. Second worst ever, I have Tobin Rote. 3-9 for the Packers. Hard to go 3-9 and nine for the Packers. Seven touchdowns, 24 interceptions, a 26 quarterback rating. Not great. 
And then the worst ever, I have Terry Bradshaw. Five and nine for like a good Steelers team in 1970. Six touchdowns, 24 interceptions, a 38% completion percentage. That's like a classic Bradshaw season, though. <laughs> Six touchdowns, 24 picks? Uh, by the way, that's another guy I haven't mentioned yet for some ridiculous reason. Okay. So I have Troy Aikman at number 39. Uh, Troy Aikman should not be in the Hall of Fame. But he's like, he's like Eli. Except that Eli actually... I mean, he know, has a third. So, he didn't throw yeah. interceptions like Eli did. If you or I was the quarterback of the Cowboys, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl, but they would have made the playoffs every year. I mean, you're, you've never really seen my athletic abilities. You they, snap the ball, you turn around and give it to They called me wheels, ironically, not because yeah. I was fast. You snap the ball, you turn around and give it to Emmitt Smith. In hindsight, like, we used to have, like, they would time us in the run to the, in the gym, like, run to the far wall and come back, and the gym teacher would time us. And I was, like, skinny, and I wasn't spectacularly short. Like, I wasn't one of the tallest kids for sure, but I wasn't one of the few shortest kids. And I came in last in the whole class in running to the Wombat. Like, my natural athletic ability was abysmal. I'm, whatever I did, I did by pure moxie, which was literally nothing. I did literally nothing. Pure <laughs> I mean, I'm good at tennis. Um, yeah. Okay, 17, I have Drew Brees. I, uh, yeah, if you want to put him at 10 or 14, that's fine. But, I, I, you yeah. know, his career is mostly a little low, but, you know, I, I'm also a little bit anti-Saints historically. Not because of Breeze. I, the, the, what a bad organization. Like, if you have Breeze and you make one Super Bowl, you made hundreds of mistakes over the yeah, last I decade. mean, they cheated against the Vikings, obviously, right. to win that Super Bowl. Yeah, but, they had um, to cheat to win that one. But yeah, did you but, uh, watch... I, um, I have you, him at number did nine. Did you watch the so Amazon show? I think you're low on him. Did you watch the Amazon show All or Nothing? This year? This past year. The year two of it. No, I only watched the Cardinals year. So the Rams year, I would say skip the first five, especially if you watch Hard oh, no, Knocks. No, no, I did watch it. I did watch it. I did watch it. You did? That's the weird thing about TV. You could like spend ten hours watching something yeah. and forget you watched it. So, so you must. I mean, watch it on one you must have been sick to your stomach at all the Greg Williams stuff. Yeah, he's a despicable human being. I mean, he's ar- it, arguably worse than Hitler. Well, <laughs> I watched. Um, to be fair, Greg Williams has killed fewer Jews, but yeah. he had fewer opportunities to kill Jews. Sure. Last chance, you, which you have not seen. I saw season one. Okay, so you two. should watch season two. It's not as good, but it's still excellent. Uh, that, Buddy Stevens, I feel like, it has a lot of a lot of Greg Williams in it. <laughs> like, buddy, by the way, Buddy Stevens is legitimately evil. Last Chance You is a great show. Just be like they they don't do a good job like making the players interesting. In season one, they did. Season two, the players are like insanely talented. You're like, oh my god, like these guys should all be in the NFL. But yeah. they they don't make most of them super likable. But the you know Miss Brittany the 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 academic advisor is like the superstar of the show and she never interacts with Buddy they're never in the same scene once, um, but but Buddy is is evil he's like insane he fires he I mean I shouldn't spoil it, but like he fires the offensive coordinator like in front of the players on the sideline during a game and not really like the guy didn't leave and he was like you have to leave and he just wouldn't leave he That's kicks spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert for don't fast forward thirty seconds. Yeah, I'm not, I won't say anymore. But all right, th- can we can we compare Drew Brees to Dan Marino? For yeah, a let's second? do Brees versus Marino. That that should be interesting. Okay, all right. Uh, because at first blush, putting Brees unless you're like an idiot Saints fan, putting bl- Brees in the top ten seems kind of nuts. You're like Drew Brees isn't a historical all time great. He's good, you know, but he's in a system. And but then you actually look at his numbers, compare him to Dan Marino, uh, and I think he really is a Dan Marino of his era. Now again, they play in different eras, so it's a little bit unfair. But Brees has more touchdowns. Uh, fewer interceptions, more yards, uh, higher rating. But when we look at the plus stats, his his rate plus is 115 versus 113 for Marino. Now, you could argue that he hasn't had sort of the end of his career downswing that Marino had, inevitably. Uh, but it, but Priest is already, what, 38, 39 years old? 
Yeah. So he's kept it going for a long time. I, can we uh, throw, like people don't rail on the char- Chargers nearly enough for like yes they got lucky and they got a great quarterback in no, Philip Rivers. It was idiotic what they did. Crazy. And I understand why everyone was afraid of Breeze because he was so small and there's no real comp for him in modern history, but come on. Yeah, I mean, but then again, look, I thought Culpepper, when when Jad Childress got rid of him, was doing something similar, and then Culpepper fell off and did nothing. And Culpepper was much better in Minnesota than Breeze was in San Diego, even though Breeze was good in San Diego. So, yeah, but that was a bad move by San Diego to give him away for nothing. Uh, Drew Brees, I have a number nine. Uh, he's he's in the conversation. He, he's not in the conversation being like the top ten, or excuse me, the top like five or six, but he's, uh, he's a no-doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. And he's got a weird birthmark on his face, so. Yeah. Uh, you know he's great. I like Drew Brees. Hate the rest of the Saints. Just kidding. I like I like the Saints, but um, no, I uh, hate the Saints. I, their organization is trash. Um, yeah. Okay, sixteen. The Scrambler himself, Fran Tarkenton, your beloved Viking. Okay. Way too low. Where do you have Fran Tarkenton? All right. So Fran Tarkenton, I used to have number four. I moved him down to number seven. It's crazy. Uh, co- it's not even well, an opinion. Let's well, talk about Fran Tarkenton in the Super Bowl. Uh, Dolphins in Super Bowl eight, eighteen for twenty eight, a buck eighty two and a pick. They lost twenty four seven. Against the Steelers, Super Bowl nine, 11 for 26, 102 yards, three interceptions. That sounds like a guy who should be number seven all the time. Yeah. They score six points. They lose 16-6. What about Super Bowl eleven against the Raiders, 17 for 35, 205 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. They lose 32-14. He never even came close in a Super Bowl. Look He's at so Tom bad Brady. in the playoffs. Freaking, so bad. Freaking, you put Tom Brady in there, and you win or you lose by three. Tarkenton is so bad in the playoffs. He is my second worst playoff quarterback ever of guys who played 30-plus games. Uh, his percentage is fifty-one percent. He's got more interceptions and touchdowns. Mm. Yeah. It's hard My to defend. Son just walked in a bikini. I assume to protest the, uh, the uh, yeah, it's, the it's, transgender uh, ruling by. Uh, oh, it's Donald hard. Trump. Okay, <laughs> it's hard to defend Fran Tarkenton in the playoffs because he was really, really bad. But so was Bob Greasy, and so by the way was John Unitas, uh, a guy we haven't mentioned yet. The reason Tarkenton's number seven is first of all he retired with every single lead. Uh, he was the leader in every single stat when he retired. Touchdowns, yards. He was what Dan Marino was before Dan Marino. And then Favre was after that, and then Peyton was after that. So first of all, that's number one. He retires with every single stat ever. He mm-hmm. also, his numbers relative to his era blows everyone else out of the water. Now, the one exception is a guy who we haven't yet mentioned, uh, who is Roger Staubach, but Staubach's career was much Yeah, he's shorter, number one all-time in uh, Super Bowl losses, that's for sure. Yeah, that's well, true. He's not literally, he, but he was when he retired. Kelly. Yeah. Um, he just... His, he he was so good. He was so good in the regular season, and I understand he stunk in the playoffs. But you have to give him credit for how good he was in the regular season. He, by Grant the way, he does have a winning record in the playoffs. I mean, he did make it to the Super Bowl. Well, he was six times, and five. Yeah, but eleven TDs, uh, his, seventeen picks. Yeah, his season rank. He's number fifth all time, actually. And for and considering the fact that he played in an era with twenty two to twenty six teams, which means that he's getting ten points fewer per season, that's unbelievable that he's fifth. But it's Peyton, Brady, Favre, Breeze, and then Tarkenton. He's ahead of Dan Marino and John Elway and Joe Montana and, and Aaron Rodgers and, and and everybody else. I mean, he, it's really incredible how good he was for how long. He played 18 years as a starting quarterback. The only player to play more than that is Brett Favre. It's weird because, like, the teams, you know. The he Vi- never missed the season. He never missed games. You have to give him credit for that. That's unbelievable. The, it, the, the move to go from Team A to B to A is weird. The Vikings are bad. They start getting good a little bit while he's there. Then the Giants are very mediocre while he's there, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, Vikings then, lose a Super Bowl in his absence. Right, and then he goes to the Vikings and makes three yeah, he's Super Bowls. Bl- he's pu- he puts up monster numbers for the Giants, but they lose. Right, they're not good. Yeah. But it's just, he was the third best quarterback in the NFL in 1964, okay? Yeah. And he was the third best quarterback in the NFL in 1976. That's 13 years apart. That's incredible. His longevity, it's very Farvian. You have to give a guy credit 
when he's that good for that long and when he never misses a game. And even in his worst, worst year, by the way, his worst year was 77 as he's on the way out. He was still number 14. Unlike Peyton Manning and Brett Favre and all these other guys we were talking about, he was never a below-average quarterback. In his rookie year, he was number 7. In his last year, he was number 12. He was never below average, even as I mean, he's great. Listen, we're in the we're in yeah. the superstar territory right now. We're at sixteen. Yeah, but, I, but it bothers me that he's not a consensus top ten guy. And well, the he shouldn't he's be. Not, it's the, the reason he's stuff. not is because he he lost the Super Bowls. I got that. Uh, if he wins one Super Bowl or two Super Bowls, everybody has him in the top ten. He's he's almost like Carl Malone. He's the Carl Malone of the NFL. Uh, yeah, he uh, also hunts. That, that's my comparison. Um, okay, yeah, number for, fifteen. He, he's also, by the way, he's a terrible person. He uh, he's been convicted of like various uh, white collar crimes. Is he he's still alive? Yeah, he's a big Trump. Yeah, he was a big Trump supporter. He was at the RNC. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. All right, number fifteen. I don't think we've mentioned his name. As as weird as that is, Sammy Baugh. Yeah. And it's hard. Really, he shouldn't be on the list because he's so early. He's earlier than anybody we've talked about, right? He's earlier well, than the Seth, Waterfields. You haven't mentioned Sid Luckman yet, but yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, that's next. So we'll, let's talk about Baugh okay. and Luckman right now. Fifteen and fourteen. Okay. So I'm um, at 15 and 17. Yeah, ba- ball plays place. from 37, which is just so early in football terms that it's like not yeah. real, real sport yet, to 52. So he does go into like the, not the modern era, but like the pre-modern era. 187 touchdowns, 203 interceptions, which is really good for sort of like that time and uh, what's it called? You know, like th- that era. Uh, so the 73 nothing game, the famous game in 1940, mm-hmm. people forget, but uh, Sammy Ball was the, uh, was the quarterback for that game. Yeah. But anyway, how do you, I wanted how to talk about Bowen Luckman. This is like how okay. silly it is to talk about like these 1940 players. So they, they then they beat the Bears the next year. They get revenge on the 73 nothing game. They win the title. 1943, they play the rubber match, right? Ball gets injured during the game. You know how he gets injured? He's playing defense, and he gets injured tackling <laughs> Sid Luckman. The, guy, the 15th quarterback gets injured tackling. like literally. Like, if great. you think about it, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have literally never been on the field together for a single play in their whole career, right? Yeah, Which is yeah. amazing if you think about it, but also perfectly logical. Yeah. But it's just funny that, like, literally got hurt tackling Luckman. <laughs> it's one of the problems with football versus, like, basketball. Sure. For Luckman plays 39 to 50, so very similar timeline. 137 touchdowns, 132 interceptions. Obviously, that's amazing for to have more touchdowns and interceptions back then. Uh, 75 quarterback rating. Uh, greatest Jewish quarterback of all time. I guess second yeah, best how, probably J.T. How do you, how do, look, I understand he's a Jew. How do you justify putting Luckman head a ball? I think he was. I, I think he was better. Like Ball was a better football player, but Ball did ten different yeah. things on the field. Okay, so first of all, Ball played much longer than Luckman. Luckman had nine seasons as a, a quarterback. Ball had thirteen. Okay, uh, Ball was the I best. But Ball, but Ball would put up video game numbers. I mean, for the forty-three Bears, he throws twenty-eight touchdowns in parts of yeah. ten games. Like he. All right. He so, was so Sammy Ball was the best good. quarterback. Sammy Ball was the best quarterback in the NFL in 1937. Luckman's not even there. But let's start in the 40s because they overlap in the 40s. Mm-hmm. 1940. Do you want to do your 40s quarterback years, or you don't have that? No, I don't have the 40s quarterback years. Okay. Okay. Well, 1940, Ball beats Luckman. 1941, Luckman beats Ball. 1942, Ball beats Luckman. 1943, Luckman beats Ball. So it's two to two. 44, Ball's injured, so Luckman's up three to two. But then, uh, but then it's Ball, 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 and so five to uh, four to. Uh, Four to three, four to four, five to four. So Ball wins, and then again, Ball was number one in thirty-seven, and then Luckman's done at forty-eight. And Ball, you know, in forty-eight, Luckman has to go to Israel to support the uh, the new Jewish state, and Ball's still going in forty-nine, fifty, fifty-one. So to me, Ball's better than Luckman. It's fifteen versus seventeen. It's not a huge difference, but he has he has fifty percent more yards. He has thirty-three uh, percent more touchdowns. So I'm not sure why you have Luckman hit a bar. You and you did the same with our like our MLB draft a few weeks ago, our all-time draft. You love to give guys the benefit for like a shorter career where they were really good. 
Well, I mean, he was better. He just played shorter. Well, but he wasn't better. But, All right. Yeah, now, anyway. the, 13, the 13 is maybe my most regrettable ranking. Um, so then we, change it right now. Like. <laughs> no. I mean, I, the problem is, really the problem with changing these rings is you got to go back in and change every guy's number. It's very annoying. Well, that's because you're using Word instead of Excel like a weirdo. Yeah, because I type words. I don't just use numbers like you do. Uh, so number 13, yeah. I have Terry Bradshaw. Played from 1970 yeah. to 1983, 212 touchdowns, 210 interceptions. I would say that he's the most overrated player in NFL history, and the only reason I say that is because everybody now agrees that Joe Namath is overrated. So it almost yeah, makes it's him not, not ideal that he's not in. He, you know, when we did that 70s ranking, you don't see him. Like you should be the number one guy at least once. I agree. In like some there, there's only there's only seven people who appear in every single ranking that I have on my list, which is the NFL.com, Peter King, Mark Clayton, et cetera, et cetera, USA Today. Terry Bradshaw is on every single one of those rankings. Now, he's 12 or 13 in every ranking, so you have him at number 13 is perfect. I have him at down at 33. As we said, uh, more uh, interceptions and touchdowns, which is not good. Uh, I should say more I mean, he, right, he is touch. putting up, like, yeah. the name of type numbers, but, like, a couple years too late to be doing it, like, into the late 70s yeah. when quarterbacks are getting better. But, again, yards yeah, he, of attempt was great. I mean, listen, he was the best, like, 77, 78. He was an elite quarterback. His rating plus is 105, which means he was only 5% better. Like, you know, that's not good. 107 and 51 uh, in the regular season and f- a ridiculous 14 and 5 in the playoffs. So, amazing career record. Yeah, he played on the Steelers. What do you expect? Here's his year by year ranks, okay? Right, I mean, you could go like they obviously the most Hall of Famers by far of any team ever. Only makes yeah. three Pro Bowls. Yeah. First team all Pro he, one. He only deserved three. He, he deserved it in 75. Still 32nd all time in passing touchdowns, which is pretty good. All right, can I give you his year-by-year ranks? Let's do it. 1970-25, and that's in a 2016 league. That's his rookie year that you already talked about. Then 13-10, 19-15, this is a sort of Eli-esque, 4-14, 10 So he was a top-10 quarterback, what, four times mm-hmm. in his whole career? Yeah. So Terry Bradshaw, he won the Super Bowls. He got him credit for that, but it's a team game. I have him at number 33. If he doesn't make the Super Bowls, he's probably not in the Hall of Fame. Right, but he made four. He didn't just make – it wasn't like a one-game yeah. thing, like a jump name. Yeah. Okay, number 12, I have Otto Graham. You know, you could put Otto Graham one, and, and really no one could argue with you, or you could not even list him and say Yeah, too I have hard. to take back what I just said about Bradshaw. This is your worst ranking. Why? Where do you have Otto Graham? There's, there's, there's not a single person who's ever made a list that doesn't have Otto Graham in the top five. Well, here's why I don't have him, because I don't include 46-49. I don't include yeah, which, the AFC. Which, which is, that makes no sense. I don't include the AFC. Sorry, I only include NFC numbers. Jets okay, have never fine. Won a game. Like you're wrong. You're this isn't an opinion. This it is, is like an opinion. You were, no, this is like the guy who was saying who you were telling me about who counts the Ravens years as the continuation of the Cleveland Browns. Like you're entitled to say that, but that is officially the NFL not what does the NFL not recognize says. his statistics. Yes, they. Yes, they do. No, what are you look talking in the record about? Book. Yes, they, they do. don't. Oh, I'm, I'm on NFL.com NFL right here. now. Go to NFL.com right now. Type an autogram. Yes, I'm they do. And Josh McCown, because that's you're the Josh McCown of podcasting. Um, what are you talking so about? So if you only yes, include 55 it's insane to give him anything better than number 12. Yes, if you only count half his career, but nobody does that. Peter I mean, he King loses four of his seven time. titles. What? Because you just don't include the one. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I don't. Listen, it's the AFC. Akita, this isn't an opinion. You have made an error right now. Go to NFL.com. Type in autogram. There it is. His numbers count. There were okay. two different divisions, the national division and the American division, just like there are today. You can't just exclude one of them. We're going to edit this, or do you want me to leave in your uh, your gross stupidity here? No, you could leave in my stupidity. All right, number eleven, <laughs> Rogers. Wait, so, so, yeah. Wait, hold on. So we're not done with, with Autogram. Oh, I'm. Let's knowing. talk about Autogram for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, why he has an argument? The reason he's not number one all time, very simply, is because he played in the 1950s and the 40s. It's a joke. But can I just give you his season by season rankings? Mm-hmm. 
one, one, three, one, two, one, 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 one. Yeah. He's better than he the other three Ruth. QBs in the AFC. That's pretty He good. was Babe Ruth. He was like <laughs> you're so like All right, so uh yeah, Otto Graham. Um I have him do you care where I have him or no? Yeah, of course. Yeah, tell me. Okay, I have him at four. And again, okay. the only reason is because I have of the no problem with that. I have no problem with yeah. with. Otto and Graham. by the way, if if he was transported in 2017, he wouldn't make the CFL. But that's true about George Mike and also. Right. I so. mean, sure. Yeah. He I mean, he might not start for MTA. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number eleven, Roger Staubach played from 69 to 79, 153 touchdowns, 109 interceptions. Amazing player when he played. Again, four or five years, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But his career is not super long. Uh, I want to talk about Heisman winning quarterbacks in the NFL for a second. So yeah, he, the problem almost, is his career is short. Almost every Heisman winner was bad. It's insane. I made this list. So starts with Terry Baker in 1962. Never throws a touchdown pass. John Eward in 64 throws one. Steve Spurrier is the six, wins the Heisman in 65. He, he's the quarterback for the Bucks when they go 0-14. Gary Breban from UCLA throws one pass in his career. Pat Sullivan has a five-touchdown, 16-interception ratio. Then there's none from, or at least there's no bad ones, from 71 to 89. Uh, Andre Ware got picked seventh and never played. Like, they picked him seventh, and, you know, at least like Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf got to show they were bad. Ware, ne- like, must have been so bad in, 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 in uh, preseason and in practice that they didn't even let him play. Ty Demmer was amazing in college, doesn't make it to the NFL, just sits on the bus, but actually gets paid. He makes the NFL for eight years. Uh, Gino Toretto barely gets drafted. Then Charlie Ward doesn't get drafted. Danny Werfel stinks. Uh, well, Cr- Charlie Ward was a good point guard. Good point guard. Yeah, obviously a good decision to play basketball over football, especially if you're a starter. Uh, Chris Wanky lost 17 games in a row. Eric Crouch played for the Hamburg Sea Devils at one point. Jason White went undrafted and never even made an NFL training camp. Matt Leiner, uh had four career touchdowns after his rookie season. Troy Smith was actually kind of competent as a backup, but never really found the spot to play. Uh, Tim Tebow, the last touchdown he ever throws is that pass to Marius Thomas in the playoffs, which is amazing, right? Yeah. Never throws a touchdown again in his life, although he has it a bunch of home runs since. RG3 may never get another snap in the NFL, although he did, I think, just get signed or about to get signed. And Johnny Menzel will definitely never take another snap. The only, like, decent ones, Flutie, Testaverde, and Bradford. And then the good ones, I'd say, are Staubach, Plunkett, Palmer, and Cam Newton. And I'm, yeah, so- I, I, I mean, and I, Jameis and Mariota will at least be decent. They're not going to be terrible. Uh, and yeah. Lamar Jackson's still in college, so you can't count him. Yeah. Yet. So the issue with Roger Staubach is just he retires too early. He has half the career of Joe Montana. And if he plays another six years, he's in the conversation with Montana for you know the top five of all time. Mm-hmm. He, can I give you his year-by-year uh, year ranks? Let's do it. S- starting in 71, because he was back before that. One, injured. One, 12, six, six, one, one, one. So five times he was the number one quarterback in the NFL. But then he's done. He, he, he walks out right. as the number one quarterback three years so in a row. So he's like the ultimate Akiva player because he's amazing and then, he, and then he quits. Yeah. And if he keeps – again, if he plays another six years, even like there's, no, decently, que- there's yeah. no question he's a top five quarterback. But I have him at number 16 just because his career is yeah. a little too short. But it might even be like the tiniest smidge underrated, which is amazing considering he's a you know, Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, but then again, everybody has him in the top ten. Pretty much. Uh, um, I'm looking like Mark Clayton has him at 14, but USA Today has him 10. Peter King has him 9. NFL.com has him 7. So you have him at 11. So I'm the one with 16. I'm actually lowest on him. All right. So let's get to the top 10. I don't think you're going to have this guy in the top 10, but I think you'll have my next nine guys probably in your top 10 or 11. Uh, So Bart Starr, I have at number 10. Uh, Like you say, greatest, you know, other than maybe Warner, greatest postseason quarterback ever. You look at his numbers, even, you know, not adjusting for errors next to Favre and Rodgers, 
he's much better in the playoffs than even Aaron Rodgers, certainly than Brett Favre, uh, who's, who's, you know, maybe underrated as like a sort of mediocre playoff quarterback. Um, nine and one in the playoffs, 15 touchdowns, three, three interceptions in the playoffs, wins five championships. Uh, oh, but you don't include them because they're pre-Super Bowl. There's some ridiculous well, thing No, well, I include yeah. pre-Super Bowl. I just don't include them if they're AAFC pre-1950. Um, but, but that was amazing. the team that I don't. I, if I the Akiva, guess, I, Akiva, hold yeah. on. You understand the winner of the AAFC and the, the winner of the NFL played each other in the NFL championship every year. Mm-hmm. That was the championship game. Yeah, and who would won? It was the exact the, same. N- as the Super NFL Bowl. always won because it was a superior. No, league. that's not true. That's that's the NFL lost every single one of them except for one. Actually, Otto oh. Graham won. Every Take single that out one of the podcast. Um, <laughs> You're so annoying. Wait, so uh, he, yeah, Bart Starr. Bart Starr's touch on interception ratio in the playoffs is fifteen to three. He starts really bad. He, you know, he starts his career thir- three and fifteen in his first few seasons. Doesn't really the way, grab the starting gift until sixty one. Win five titles, wins five titles. But yeah, his sixties okay, yeah. are just incredible. Um, you know, threw for almost ten yards an attempt in nineteen sixty six, the first Super Bowl season. Uh, has a yeah. as we said, has a terrible year in sixty seven, but then manages to uh, make to win the Super Bowl, uh, and then sort of hangs on as a pretty good quarterback for a couple of years, and is done by uh, age thirty seven in nineteen seventy one. But again, yeah, nine and one in the playoffs with amazing numbers. Uh, I mean, where do you have him? You, what, I'm going to guess eighteen. I have him over twenty-one. Uh, I mean, you're a little rough on it. But again, you don't like His guys who didn't play. He enough. has more turnovers than touchdowns. Yeah, you're including fumbles, but sure. Yeah, but but Sid Luckman doesn't have that, you know. And and, and he played he played an era when that's not so excusable. Mm-hmm. Although Johnny Johnny Unitas is a fifty-fifty, also we haven't got to him. So right. Bart Starr also, and also you talked about how the Steelers in the seventies were the greatest team ever. The Packers in the fifties and sixties had more Hall of Famers than the Steelers in the seventies. Yeah, no, the Packers. I don't think they literally have more Hall of Famers, but they they were amazing. I think they um, might, have to I think it, the Steelers have more, but yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so close. the top. Let's get to the top nine, which are like we'll we'll have no argument. We might have an argument. This guy's better than this guy, but there's no these. You put these nine guys, and if you include Otto Graham's whole career, those are the obvious top ten, I think. Maybe one of these guys you have a little bit outside, but we'll see. So at number nine, I have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. If you wanted to put him at, him at lo- I've met eleven. If you wanted to put him at like four, I couldn't have a big argument because I mean he's he has done like at this point it's like have you done things that nobody else in NFL history could do? And certainly the answer for Aaron Rodgers is yes. Like he does things uh, that nobody else could do. One play in NFL history. <sighs> I certainly hold, you know, Hail Marys. He's the greatest Hail Mary quarterback in NFL history. I, oh, um, yeah. But but one Obviously. one play from like the ten, I still think you want Rodgers over Brady or Manning or or any of these guys. Well, his rating plus is one twenty four. Uh, the only guys who are higher are Steve Young and Otto Graham. So he's really really good. Um, his career's not over yet. Again, he'll have some down years in his late thirties, which will lower the rate numbers a little bit. But I mean, his numbers his are interceptions cartoons. the last six years are six eight six five eight seven. Yeah. And he's, His throwing, numbers are he's throwing the ball six. I mean, they're cartoon numbers. Uh, yeah. Pretty, you know, he, he had one year where he got hurt in 13. But other than that, he's played 15 or 16 games every year of his career. He did miss three games, three seasons early in his career. But he, st- he started playing by the time he was 25. So it's not a Warren Moon situation where, like, he missed valuable time. I do think, similar to McNair, if you come from a non-traditional system, and a lot of those Cal quarterbacks ended up kind of sucking, I, I do think it's really good to sit on the bench for two years. Because you come in and suck, I think it just messes you up forever. Yeah, so I, I think is, almost, been, I think almost all these guys, by the way, should sit on the bench the first year. He's been a little LeBron esque in the sense that in the last couple of years he hasn't been as good in the regular season, and then mm-hmm. we see that he has the potential to be as good. But you know, he's been so he slowed down a little. Right. The he last had like years. weeks this year, and everyone was like, "What's wrong with Aaron Rodgers?" Yeah. But he, he had a forty to seven ratio when all is said and done. Like, yeah, he's absolutely well, but, ridiculously. All right, good. so he's he's at eight chess bowls right now, which is mm-hmm. tied with Brady for seventh most all time. 
Mm-hmm. Peyton is the leader with 13. Can he get five more? Can he have five more years as a top so. five I don't quarterback? think he has five more years as a top guy. I All think right. he I think he gets hit a lot more than Brady or Manning because he he's run a little bit more although he's stopped now. Okay, um, so then so then he's probably not going to get into the top five. I don't think he can, he can get he can in the top five. like six or seven. He, if he had another one of these years and he wins a second Super Bowl, we can talk about it. Only making one Super Bowl is not ideal when when if you factor the playoffs a lot. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you look at his teams, and he's been great in the playoffs. By the way, he's the third best playoff quarterback ever. No, he has. I, nobody said he hasn't been great in the playoffs. Yeah. Thirty and twelve is his. Is his I just said he's only won one Super Bowl. Thirty six to ten. Yeah. Is his touchdown to play to interception ratio? Yeah. Oh, so oh, you know what? My playoff stats don't have yeah the twenty seventeen the twenty sixteen season. Um. Playoffs, yeah. So, I, I but just I mean over sixty five percent completion rate percentage for his career. His interception percentage is one point five, which I mean you know back in the eighties would have been by far the best any single year. I, it's crazy how good he is. He, you know, I, I, there's there's nothing to say that's really groundbreaking. About Rodgers, other than like you know, your mouth is you know is shocked when he makes an interception. It's weird to me though. And, that you and by the way, nineteen forty-five, all the active guys, and then yeah. you have him all at number nine. Well, because I Drew think Brees, like you have at seventeen. Yeah, I mean Rodgers is better than Breeze. There's not one person on earth that thinks that Breeze is better than Rodgers. Rodgers is a better player than Breeze, but Breeze's career has been better. I so mean, far. no, but cumulatively, but for one game or one season or five years, you want you want Rodgers over Breeze. And okay. I'll say. Like, I think Rodgers' coach sucks. I think, like, he's done it almost by himself. He, he you know, he, he doesn't have great receivers. He's had some good receivers. Okay, but he's, but he's never had Manning a Calvin sure. Johnson. Yeah. He, you know, he's never had a competent running game, basically. Right? Mm, that's not true. Oh, well, well Ryan, who's his best running back? Ryan Grant? <laughs> like, I, who, he's never had a competent running game. His coach okay. is, an ab, like, an abject moron who yeah. should have been fired five years ago. Uh, I mean, maybe he's an, he's like an offensive savant who certainly helps, but like certainly makes insanely bad decisions, which is one of the reasons why they've only made one Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, and he's like a miracle worker. So the greatest seasons ever for a player. What 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 would you call Rodgers' best season? I'd ha- I, you'd have to say 2011, right? I, I don't think it's even a, a question. When they go 15 and one and then lose yeah, to the Giants, he throws 45 yeah. touchdowns and six interceptions, 9.2 yards per attempt. Um, if you what's AYA uh, adjusted yards per attempt, which takes out yeah. uh, uh, interceptions or something, is ten point five, which is the highest number I've ever seen. Looking at all these pages, one hundred twenty-two point five rating and eighty-five point five QBR. Uh, it, he's just amazing. Uh, I have that as one of the best seasons ever. I do have I the other modern guys on the list. I only put one per player, so I have Manning's 04, which is forty-nine to ten. Yeah. I have uh, Brady's 07, obviously, probably the best season ever. 50, 50 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Yeah. They go 16-0. Uh, Drew Brees' 2011, where he, he completes over 71% of his passes. 46. Yeah. Does throw 14 interceptions, but that's the best Brees season. Yeah. I have Warner 99, obviously. Yeah, by the way, another thing you haven't mentioned about Aaron Rodgers in 2011, he yeah. didn't fumble the ball didn't fumble. time the entire didn't season. Didn't fumble. Um, uh, Young in 94 is just ludicrously good. Yeah. Uh, 35 and 10. And then, obviously, Marino in 84. The surprise yeah. on this list... And maybe it's a step below the other seven, but I, I do think uh, it's it's probably the, better than any of the other people not on the list season. I think Culpepper in 04 is just an Yeah, ridiculous. I was about to say, why don't you have him on? Yeah, yeah Culpepper He's in my top eight. 39 touchdowns, yeah. 11 interceptions, almost 5,000 yards, almost 70. And he's throwing bombs, and he's completing 70% of his passes. Just crazy. And and you didn't include the fact that, again, he ran for 400 yards and had yeah, a Yeah, no, Culpepper's amazing in 04. I, really, and, I have he have, and he didn't even have uh, Randy Moss that year. For yeah, no, season. it's a top eight Moss season. Moss played 13 games, but he was a decoy in like four of them. 
He was only healthy half the year. What happened to the restaurant that Moss was? It was like Nate Burleson and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so 2011 Aaron Rodgers, very good. So that's Uh, Rodgers. Uh, Number eight, I have Steve Young. Okay. I have number eight as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Steve, listen, the the book is out on Steve Young, right? Missed, you know, gets hurt a little bit, like can't be in that top four or five discussion because he misses years. And it's just, right, it's fair that he's backing up Montana. But he plays. Well, well, okay, he chose to go to the USFL and play for the LA Express. But he doesn't start until he's 30. He doesn't play. Yeah. He plays one season for the Bucks, so they go two and twelve. Yeah, uh, and his he might have stats, even played well. That team. His was so rate bad, stats like. are better than Aaron Rodgers. Again, yeah. his rating plus is one twenty six, which is behind only Otto Graham. He starts his career three and sixteen, and he ends up. He still he goes ninety one and thirty three with the Niners. Is it possible? So we haven't done best quarterbacks. Did we do the nineties? We didn't do the nineties or the O's. I don't uh, think. We did not do the nineties. Uh, that that's going to come with our next guy. Okay, we didn't do the O's either. I think we which did will do come the O's. with. No, we didn't. We didn't. That'll right, come so with either with oh, Brady. Oh, no, you're right. That'll come. That's Brady or Payton. Okay. We have the yeah. 90s and the aughts still. Okay. Yeah. We did so, this. So, yeah. We did this decade. Steve yeah. Young, again, almost, you know, a what-if guy like, you know, Roger Staubach. If he plays, starts in the NFL at the age of 23 and is starting for another team, he's in the yeah. top five. But, again, never has a bad season till he's done it at you know, 38. And, again, he's a running quarterback, which they usually peter out earlier. So, he's done in 1999 at the age of 38. But his 91 through – through 98 are, are, you know, as good as anybody's ever, especially considering the fact he's also a good rushing quarterback. Yeah. I, I mean, 35-10 in 1994. The, those, and again, those nine teams were loaded. He has the best receiver ever. He has, yeah. a, you know, one of the top five offensive lines ever. And, like, really good, def- like, just crazy good defenders. Yeah. So, basically, yeah, he was bad that year in Tampa. But other than that, let's put it, he was a starter in the NFL for only nine seasons, which is really low. Mm-hmm. But he was a chess bowler in seven of those nine seasons. Yeah. So, seven out of nine is incredible. Aaron Rodgers is eight out of nine. You know, no one else comes close to that efficiency uh, except for a guy we haven't mentioned who's a perfect 12 out of 12. He's 8, eight um, and 6. 8 and 6 is a playoff quarterback. A good but not great playoff quarterback. But I'd say his his matchups outside of the Chargers in that Super Bowl, or prob- I'd say the teams he played of these quarterbacks, are pr- he probably has a higher degree of difficulty than anybody because he had to beat those 90s Cowboys that were incredibly good. Hold on. And I, I have to defend him for saying you said he wasn't great in the playoffs. He was great in the playoffs. You're not including the fact that he ran for 600 yards and 8 touchdowns. No, he was great. I'm just saying he yeah. was like – he was better than Tom. He was better in the playoffs than Tom Brady. His '94 and that team was one of, is obviously one of the best teams ever. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, 117 rating, uh, 53 for 87 for 623 yards, and and that's with the fact that like you know at least one of those games, and I think the 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 um, the divisional round also were were both blowouts. He's number seven on my playoffs uh, ranking chart. Can I redo the six names below him? Because yeah. they're all guys we think of as great playoff performers. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Matt Hasselbeck, Joe Flacco, Troy Aikman, Brett Favre. He's better than all those guys. Ben Roethlisberger. Better than all of them. Mm-hmm. Terry yeah. Bradshaw. He's great. John Elway. Steve Young is great. Yeah. He doesn't like football, he says. But he's still an, an analyst. Um, yeah. Can, I, can right, I just read you his, can I read you his year-by-year rank starting in 1991? Yeah, do it. Do it's, it. it's a joke. These are the it, good guys. Like Spend some time on them, sure. One, 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 seven, two, one, three. He w- that's in the 90s. If he plays in the 80s, again, he's top five all-time. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. Nineties quarterbacks for a second. We have. Uh, okay. Or now, excuse me. Uh, Steve Young was number eight, literally and figuratively. Um, mm-hmm. Brett Favre is number seven. He played from ninety-one to two thousand ten. I have him at six. Okay. The problem with Favre is that you know if you if you take cumulative numbers or compilers as you say into account, mm-hmm. then he's obviously in the top three. But also because he played so so long. He's also going to compile some of those negative numbers. He only has the one Super Bowl. Yeah. He's got, you know, his last pass on every team is an interception. Yeah. 
a heartbreaking interception in the playoffs, except for your team was in the regular season. I mean, listen, like he definitely gets points again, like magically becoming amazing again at like the age of about 40. You know, he won three straight MVPs, which people forget. Three about. Three straight MVPs, which is incredible. Uh, you yeah. know, was good on the Jets, then like amazing again on the Vikings, and then like you know he had lost at that point. But an incredible yeah. career again, literally never missed a game. Um, I think history will not be so kind to him though. Unfortunately. I do think so because it'll be- look like he played in the era where people put up the video game numbers. Yeah, Peyton and Brady are both going to have career numbers that surpass him. Yeah. So he won't even be number one all time. And yeah, and he has the more interceptions. He only has the one Super Bowl. I mean, no, he had, listen, he had, like, 94 through 97, 33 to 14, 38 to 13, 39 to 13, 35 to 16. Like, he was putting up Rodgers-type numbers with a couple more interceptions, Um, you know, before it was cool. 62% completion percentage, which is great for a guy who played in the 90s. Uh, And his playoff numbers are also very good, but not amazing. He's 13-11, so a winning record in the playoffs, but not, you know, not what some of these immortals we're going to be talking about have. 44 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Um, but again, he has like seven interceptions in one game. against, And at least three years where he's the best quarterback in the NFL, possibly more. Let's talk about that. So 1990, I have Jim Kelly as the best yeah, quarterback. I, I, in the I only actually I only give him two. I have him twice, twice. Excuse me. I have him twice, three times and first two times. OK, so 90 okay. Kelly. Do you have Jim Kelly at number one in 1990? No, uh, Jim Kelly. I don't even have. Oh, I have him number three. It's Randall Cunningham. OK, again, you're not including Randall Cunningham. You're not including the fact uh, his rush. Yeah. He ran for a thousand. I mean, I included it, but yeah. He ran for 1,000 yards. He threw for 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns. It's Randall Cunningham, then a big drop. Uh, like, it's not, like, Kelly's not close. 91, uh, uh, a big outlier, Mark Rippon is the best quarterback in 91. Uh, he's number two to me, Steve Young. Steve Young missed, you know, half the season, yeah. I understand Yeah, so that, that, that's crazy num- that you have him as number one. He didn't play. But you, first of all, you do that for tons of your years. This is the first time we've sort of flipped roles here. In the 60s and 70s, you routinely do that. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 Steve Young in 10 games threw 21 touchdowns. And just, Rippon yeah. threw. T- yeah. An idea for how good Young is. I have him as the best in 92, 93, yeah. and 94. Yeah. And by the way, and again, you're, I think you're forgetting the fact that he threw, he ran for 400 yards and four touchdowns also. Mm-hmm. So I, I give credit to that. So Young, right, the next three ahead. years, you have him all three years as the number one guy? 92, I have Young, yeah. 93, I have Young, correct. And 94, I have Young. And then yeah. Favre, I have a 95, 96, and 97. Yeah, 95, though. Yeah, which are his, M- which one, are his MVP seasons, right? Yeah. Although one of them was. But can a tie I read you number Sanders. two and number? Can I read you number two and number three in '95? Because it's bonkers. Yeah. Actually, this is what's crazy. In 1995, the best four quarterbacks in the NFL were all in the same division: the Packers, Lions, Bears, and Vikings. The second best quarterback after Favre was Scott Mitchell. Wow. The third best quarterback was Eric Kramer. Yeah, Mitchell was really good. That uh, they hit a couple years where he was yeah. competent. And then Eric Kramer, and then Warren Moon. Wow, uh, those are the four best quarterbacks in the league. So Favre, '95, '96, '97. Uh, Ninety-seven, I give it to Young over uh-huh. five. I mean, Young, uh, and again, yeah, it, it, Young had six interceptions that year, but that's fine. Ninety-eight, no question, okay. Randall Cunningham. Yeah, and Vinny number two. Uh, Vinny was number two, twenty-eight touchdowns, seven interceptions, yeah. and then uh, Kurt Warner, obviously, nineteen ninety-nine. Yes, Not much of this yes. All right, so okay. that's the book on Brett Favre, number seven, number six. I have Dan Marino. Um, maybe it's until Rogers. The, no, listen, way too high. You're you're a Johnny Come Lately who didn't see Marino play. The scariest guy, I'm more scared of, I was more scared of Marino in the 90s than I am of Tom Brady now. I, that's how good he was. He played on trash teams his whole career. He wasn't even good in the bought, 90s, he was good in the 80s. Bought, bad offensive lines with okay receivers and never had a running back. Uh, Kajana Carter. Kajana Carter was on the Bengals. No, sorry, Kareem the Bengals. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who the other Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sued? Did he? Just for, yeah, because, for claiming uh, his name? 
because he was selling jerseys with Abdul Jabbar number thirty three. Oh, okay. And so, so Kareem Abdul Jabbar well, like, seems like such an unKareem like thing to do to just sue you, someone. You spelled your fir- you spelled your first name one letter differently. He spelled it with an I instead of two yes. E's. But you know, it seems like did he win that lawsuit? To sell jerseys? Probably not. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can copyright a name, a personal name. By know? the way, uh, uh, so Marino, the postseason stats don't really help his case, right? He's fine By in the way, postseason. You have him higher than anybody. I'm looking. Most people have him at eight. Peter King, Mark Lane. I have him at number ten. I think this is pretty pretty reasonable. Uh, again, bad teams. He goes eight and ten in the playoffs. Thirty two touchdowns, twenty four interceptions in the playoffs. Uh, regular season, he's four twenty to two fifty two. He was so ahead of his time. In eighty four, he's throwing forty eight touchdowns, three touchdowns a game, which is just banana land. Yeah, his eighty four season is such an. It's a, it's the craziest year, maybe other than Warner. And it's the second he was year. Bad in the playoffs. Well, he's amazing as a rookie. He doesn't he doesn't play the whole season. He starts only nine games. Yeah. So it wasn't like he came out of nowhere, but like he just goes to to ludicrous mode. Then eighty five and eighty six is amazing. Eighty six he throws forty four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean he you know he was just the special player. I'm just not sure why do you have Fran Tarkenton so much lower than Dan Marino because they're I mean very again similar. I didn't see Tarkenton play. Tarkenton's I did records. see Marino play. Yeah. There, there's yeah. no way Marino shows up in three Super Bowls and gets blown out the way Tarkenton did, especially to like yeah Tar like. Marino lost, but to you know, a spectacular team. Um, yeah, uh, Marino has ten chess balls, by the way. Uh, only Joe Montana paid many of more. Okay, so six is pretty reasonable to me. Um, top eight rookie quarterback seasons ever. I have Marino up okay. there, even though he didn't play a lot. So I wouldn't put it's about fifth or sixth. Uh, you want to guess who else is up there? I have this chart. I have this exact chart. Okay. We have to guess who's on my chart. So like, think, pretend you're stupid for a second. Yeah, hold on one second. Let me pull up my chart. Um, best rookie quarterbacks of all time. Um, okay, well, why don't you tell me yours? And then, well, actually, no, because I want to get mine. Where is mine? I can't find it. QB rankings. Here it is. Is this it? Uh, no. Here it is. Best rookie quarterbacks of all time. Okay, go. All right, so I have so I have Marino at about number five. The the actual rankings don't matter much. I have him at number eight because he only played. Yeah, you know, yeah that's fair. Only started nine. Uh, games. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, I have him at number nine. Yeah, he's very good as a rookie. There haven't been a lot of great rookie quarterbacks to be fair. Yeah. Sixteen and eleven for Ryan. Charlie Connerly, twenty-two touchdowns. I have him at number I mean, seven. That's just a, I also have him at seven. Great year. Yeah. Mark Rippon was really good as a rookie in eighty-eight. Only plays nine games. So you might not have him on your list, but I have him at number twenty-two. Yeah, he's really, he only started six games. He went three and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but he played a lot. Uh, Dak Prescott yeah. this year. I don't know if you included number this year. Two. Number two. An amazing two year. I mean, I, I knocked him time. down to four so because I do think it's the best offensive line. Basically, uh, outside of the Super Bowl winning teams, it's probably the best offensive line I've seen in my lifetime. Okay. Um, so 23 touchdowns, four interceptions, went 13-3. and three. Amazing. There's one you're missing and you're not going to have it. And it's going to be No, no, no. I'm going to have it. Um, no, you're not. RG3 is number three. Yeah, number three. Just, he was yep. incredible. Like, one of the most exciting players you've ever seen. Nine and six as a starter. Yep. Um, ben Roethlisberger went 13-0. and 0. Uh, Yeah, I have a number 11. Uh, and the number one all-time, Bob Waterfield. Bob Waterfield. He, 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 I have a number... He wins the no, MVP that's not as a number rookie. 28. Yeah, but he had more interceptions and touchdowns. Who cares? It was 1945. So did everybody. He was the freaking MVP. Okay. Only, no, only rookie ever for- to win MVP. Okay, you forgot the guy the very next year. Yeah. Otto Graham. Otto I didn't Graham's forget. It doesn't rating. count. Wrong league. <laughs> he won the Super Bowl that year. He won the there championship. Was no he Super won the Bowl. NFL championship. He won the NFL league. championship. Okay. Yeah. Now I have no problem with Otto Graham. Uh, he just wasn't eligible for my list. Okay. <laughs> Otto Graham. Can I just give you what he did his rookie year? Yes. 
17 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. As a comparison, Bob Waterfield, the year before, had 14 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Otto Graham never – he also had no fumbles. Um, although, you know, those numbers, I'm not sure if we have fumble numbers uh, total from that era. He um, His rating plus is 149. 149 is a joke. Uh, Dak Prescott last year was 122. So you also forgot three others that I have in the top six. You forgot Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson is real good. You forgot Cam Newton. Okay. 4,000 yards. Yeah. And 14 rushing touchdowns. That's, that's pretty respectable. That. Uh, Y.A. Tittle. You forgot about yeah. the tit, man. Yeah. And then uh, Jameis Winston, uh, I have a number 10, not bad. Yeah, Jameis Winston, he's right outside there. Um, yeah. Okay. All right, number five, I think you're going to have this guy at 10? I don't know where you're going to have this guy. John Elway. One of the most overrated players. I, it's just time. not even an opinion. It's just so, again, you were too busy, you know, I, I don't know what you were doing. You weren't talking to the girls, you weren't playing never, with friends. Never, this isn't my opinion, this is the voters at the time, never made an All-Pro. Not a single time right, was listen, he considered the If he the was the second or third best guy 12 different years, that's fine. No. Three times he was the I mean, best. brought absolutely terrible teams to the Super Bowl a million Where times. Where they got crushed every year. Okay, okay. I mean, they the should have been crushed. Tight, they stunk. He had the greatest tight end of all time. He had the greatest tight end of all time? Yeah. Shannon Sharp. Oh, I mean, when he, when he won the Super Bowls, not when they were getting killed at the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. I, first of all, you can't keep giving people like knocking them credit for the greatest tight end because you already said it about Kellen Winslow Sr. <laughs> Kellen, well, Kellen Winslow was at the time, yeah. and then Shannon Sharp was after that. Yes, um, Tony Gonzalez was after that, and then Gronk was after that. Like you know, it, it's there's a sequence. Uh, Fourteen and seven in the playoffs. The, again, like uh, the teams he won with were great. Terrell Davis, even though you're anti Terrell Davis for you know. Okay, but he was bad in the playoffs. He had almost as many turnovers as touchdowns. He wasn't bad in the playoffs. He had a, he and had, he had he to had do too much per, because his team stunk. Akiva, 54% completion rate, that's not bad. His playoff numbers are worse than Terry Bradshaw's, and he played 20 years later. Mm. His playoff Listen, numbers are not impressive. I got, there's a little bit of an eye test. that I, You didn't watch the games. Yeah, Greatest okay, comeback quarterback a, in NFL history. Let me give you Elway's year-by-year year numbers. 148 okay? and 82 as a, as a starter. Okay. Let me give you his year-by-year year numbers. 27. Uh, one of the worst rookie years ever. Uh-huh. 14, 14, 6, 3. So that's a good year in 1987. Then 15, 12, 13, 14, 22. So in the late 80s, early 90s, he's a below average quarterback. He's in, he's the Eli of his era. And then in the 90s, all of a sudden he got much better. 2, 8, 10, 3, 7, 6. So his last six years of his career in his later 30s, once he was surrounded by Hall of Famers, Hall of Fame coach, uh, Hall of Fame receiver, or tight end, Hall of Fame running back, Hall of Fame four offensive linemen, I think. At that point, all of a sudden, he became a top 10 quarterback. So the end of his career really benefited him. On the whole, 16 seasons, which you give him credit for. He's a compiler, but only six uh, chess bowls. So I have him number 12, and he should be lucky to be there. Okay. Uh, I think you're wrong, but I'm not going not gonna to go to fight for John Elway. Highest paid GM in football. How come we don't know what GMs make? It's really weird that we know like what coaches and players make but not gms because uh, what you what do you think popovich makes i mean he should make 20 million nah, i don't but he doesn't make million. 20 but do you think yeah. he makes 10 i'm not he, sure he makes 10 well we knew what yeah i would i would say he probably makes about eight to yeah 10. probably might be closer to eight just because it's like a poor team um all right yeah. i want to do three and four and then one and two together if that's all right with you that's fine okay so for three and four this is the original like who's the goat conversation montana and unitas okay um, so, are you a Montana guy or a Unitas guy? Between those two, I mean, I mean, if it's between those two, I'll say Montana. I mean, these are these these. But, they're both in your top four, right? 
we have the same. Well, we have the same top. Otto Graham is number four, but okay. I, other than that, we have so the you same have, top you five. You have one of these yeah. guys at five, and I'm assuming it's Unitas. Yeah. So John Unitas is five. A couple of things. First of all, he was really bad in the playoffs. Uh huh. Okay, and you, you got to take that into account. You know, we've taken that into account with other guys. Uh, John Unitas, uh, he went six and two in the playoffs, but he had seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. He completed fifty three percent of his passes. He lost that famous game, uh, which is the only reason that anybody knows who Joe Namath is. So he was bad in the playoffs. So that's well, he didn't lose one. that game. He he came off the bench. He didn't play poorly in that game. Yeah. They came in down sixty nothing. Um, Montana. Yeah. Okay. Montana never had a bad year. I think Montana's the only quarterback ever to never have a bad season. Right. Yeah. His worst he, he, year. He, played, he go. He went to the playoffs with the Chiefs, a bad Chiefs team. He played. He played twelve seasons. He earned twelve chess bowls. Yeah. That will. That 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 is like. That is Cy Young's 511 Yeah, it's wins. crazy. No one will ever no, do that again. That. That, that's impossible. You could it's make impossible. more than 12, but you can't go 100%. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, Peyton Manning has made more than 12, but he didn't go 100%. Right. Exactly. Never, literally, it's his just, worst year impossible. was 16 to 9 touchdowns to, intercept, to interceptions. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I only include years when a guy plays the whole season, right? So he, he played 15 years, but he was, he was a starter for 12 yeah. years. The 12 years that he started most of the season... He was one of the best quarterbacks at all 12 years. I mean, they played in different eras, so it's hard to compare them. They threw almost the same exact amount of passes. Uh, You know, you can't, like, Montana completes 63, which is incredible for his time, but, you know, you can't knock Unitas for only completing 54. Unitas beats him in yards per attempt, which is amazing, and Unitas beats him in touchdowns. Of course, Unitas throws 114 more interceptions than he does. Unitas won three MVPs, Montana won two. Montana beats him four titles to three. Yeah, and, and he didn't in, just in win titles. He wasn't like there for the ride. He was in three of those four games. He was ludicrous. Yeah, but Unitas's league had twelve teams for you know the first third of his career, right? Montana had twenty eight his whole career. Uh, Montana in his four to- Super Bowls, by the way, beats the regular season MVP in the first one, beats the regular season MVP in the second one, beats the regular season MVP in the third one, and then he beats John Elway in his fourth one. Incredible. Yeah. Montana was also yeah he was I have a I mean Brady is amazing Brady freaking beat Jake DeLome in a Super Bowl you know yeah yeah Montana was uh, much better than Brady in the playoffs anyway he has a better completion percentage in in a different era uh, he has a much higher quarterback ranking I mean most guys their numbers go down in the playoffs Tom Brady Peyton Manning their numbers go way down in the playoffs Joe Montana's go up yeah. so yeah Joe Montana uh, playoffs uh, he's better. But I mean, United's, uh, pro- United's whole, had a great team he, too. He Obviously, Montana has an incredible two. team. United's played with six Hall of Famers, or he was one of his one of the six. But I have I have Montana yeah. three, United's four. Yeah, and I have Montana three, uh, United's five, Graham four, four, Johnny United's okay. five. The, the 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 only challenge that Montana has is again his career wasn't as long. He goes to Kansas City and he's still good there, but you know he was injured a few times and his career sort of ends a little bit earlier than than a lot of other guys. Mm-hmm. That's that's the only thing you can knock against him. Um, all right, so let's talk one and two. I, I, I think I think we have this. No, we have different guys. For, I'm pretty sure we have different guys here. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Manning and Brady. You want to go yep. year by year in the 2000s first? Because that's the Manning step before we, before we say who's number one. Sure. 2000, Dante Culpepper. No, Jeff Garcia. You have Jeff Garcia, okay. It's funny because yeah. Culpepper, we said his 04 is one of the eight best seasons ever, but he's not going to be the guy because Manning also is on that list. Uh, so Warner, yeah. obviously, 01. No, again, Jeff Garcia. What do you mean, obviously? Warner was Jeff Garcia's he... numbers were better than Kurt Warner's. It's crazy that Jeff Warner Garcia had twenty-two. Only won five Hold on, K- Kurt Warner had twenty-two interceptions that year. Yeah, but it was a it was, how, first of all was a terrible year. I mean, the team that won the Super Bowl was the worst team to ever won a Super Bowl. Maybe not in hindsight because they have the best quarterback and the best coach. Yeah, but like, yeah. but when they won, I turned to the, the, the time. Patriots fan who had been a Giants yeah. fan six weeks earlier uh, yeah, and exactly. said, uh, "You know, that's the worst team that ever won the Super Bowl." Oh, uh, Rich Gannon in yeah. 0-2. He's the MVP, and I have him as the best quarterback. 
No? Do you disagree? No, I have, I have your beloved boy Chad Pennington. Okay, I love I love Chad, but listen, they went head to head. But I've they went head to head that year. I've it was not pretty. Two. Thirty to ten, the Raiders won yeah. the playoffs. Um, Peyton Manning in 03. Yeah. Peyton Manning in 04, no question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Culpepper amazing was amazing. Uh, Peyton Manning yeah. in 05. Yeah. Peyton Manning in 06. Yep. Peyton Manning, excuse me, Tom Brady in 2007, obviously. Yep. Uh, and then yep. Manning again in 8 and 9. No, so I have Phillip Rivers in 2008. Yep. And I have Drew Brees in 2009. Yeah, I mean, that's and, pretty and close, Manning, but... Uh, yeah, in 2009, it's Brees and Favre, and then Manning third. But yeah, but they're all very yeah, good. Yeah, but you could make a very uh, convincing case that, that... And that's just one decade. He, You know, he... he yeah. But uh, I forget how many... Peyton Manning is pretty much running the table. He's running yeah. the table. Um, all right, 2010. Oh, we did that we did, we did. We yeah. did 10 through 16. Uh, you have to yeah. rewind because I don't. I'm not control effing for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, that being said, I have Brady one and Manning two. And okay. you have Manning one and Brady. And it's because of right? the playoffs. And, and it's because of the playoffs, right? It's, it's because he's a better quarterback in big games than Peyton Manning. Like he's better. Okay. Okay. Now, first of all, uh, let's compare their coaches. Well, oh, listen. I spoke to. Uh, <laughs> the, the Colts GM, and he said he'd rather have Tony Dungy than Bill Belichick if he could draft one coach. <laughs> right, my former Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Co-worker, Tony Dungy. Tom yeah. Brady and Peyton Manning. Um, which one in the playoffs has a higher quarterback ranking? Quarterback rating. They're actually the same, so that's a yeah. trick question. Who has a higher completion percentage? I mean, I mean Peyton Manning. Yeah. Who has higher yards per play. attempt? You know what? Have Pey- you ever been in the courtroom? Pey- Peyton I, I know you're a lawyer. Have you ever been in the courtroom? Yeah. You have been? Yeah. Like yeah. twice, probably, right? Not as a lawyer. Oh, you've never been in the courtroom what? as a lawyer? I'm not a litigator. No, that's hilarious. Anyway, um, why have you been in the courtroom then? Like, like uh, charges against you? Um, yeah, of course. Are you being serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you think I? What do you think I, I don't am? Know. Uh, anyway, um, like it's leading. You're asking leading questions. That's what I was trying to Peyton say. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's. Yeah, t- Peyton Manning and Tom. Br- well, um, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's playoff numbers are virtually identical. The one difference the is the the winning. Well, I'm talking about playoffs as a whole. Mm-hmm. The one difference is the winning percentage. Yeah. And that's because Tom Brady has had elite defenses and Peyton Manning had garbage defenses. And Tom Brady is the greatest coach of all time. And Peyton Manning had his own coach. Let's ask a real question here that I don't know the answer yeah. to. Is it possible that Tom Brady is the best? Like, what an amazing coincidence that the best quarterback of all time and the best coach of all time happened to be together for 15 years in a row. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's not right. possible. It's too big of a coincidence. Exactly. So one of them is the best and one of them isn't. And one, the one of them is overrated. The and I mean, we've never seen Brady not on the Patriots, but we have seen Belichick not on the Patriots, and he, it wasn't great. No, we saw Belichick without Brady, though, and he was still great. Matt Castle won 11-5, and five, right? They went 4-0 this year with theory, garbage. Though. That's like Brady was still on the team and telling them what to do. <laughs> um, here's my question. If you had to pick And by the way, I used to think, like, one... and then people are like, oh, Kraft's the best owner ever. But then they freaking, like, they're, they own an MLS team that's a joke. And for the entirety of their careers, yeah. when you were playing, when the Vikings were playing either the Patriots or the Colts, yes. and the Vikings scored a touchdown with two minutes left to take the lead, who was I more afraid of? I was always more afraid of the Colts. I was always. More I mean, afraid you're of equal. Manning. Like they're both absolutely frightening. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, Peyton Manning. Let, 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 yeah. Let's put this another way. If you wanted a quarterback for one play, you've already said Aaron Rodgers. Okay? And by the way, my all-time answer to that is Rodgers, and then uh, Marino too, before Brady or Manning. Yeah, that's crazy. It's not crazy. Then, if you wanted a quarterback. If it's September 1st yeah. and you want a quarterback to take you through that entire season, yeah. it's Peyton Manning over Brady every time. I mean, is your goal to like lose in the first round of the playoffs? Because then I agree. 
How many times has Tom Brady been the All-Pro? Have the voters decided? You know who the best quarterback was this year? It was I, Tom nobody Brady. is going to posit Twice. that that Manning Twice. is a Twice. that Manning isn't a better Twice. regular season QB than Brady. Obviously, everyone agrees. Okay, but it's not close. Twice versus seven. You know they played against each other in the pros. playoffs, right? Yeah, and like one of them again did much better than the other. Oh, one. they played against each other. They did. Oh, how many plays did they go up against each other <laughs> on the field at the same time? You said so already. It's zero. Yeah. Tom Brady played against the Colts' garbage defense, and Peyton Manning played against the Patriots' elite defense with Bill Belichick as a defensive mastermind. It's unfair. It's a bad comparison. Um, but here's what I will say about Tom Brady. And you can't say I'm a Tom Brady hater because, you know, as we the saw, idea a of Peyton of Manning coming back from a, um, you know, like a massive deficit in the Super Bowl, like, you know, 28 to 3 that, like, uh, Brady came back from this year, it would never happen. Wait, he came back down that score against the Patriots in the playoffs when they went to the first Super Bowl. What was that twenty to three? No, it was twenty four to ten or something, but similar. Um, here's the thing: Peyton Manning is brilliant. He calls his own plays on the field, which is something that we'll almost never see anybody else do again. Tom Brady is like a dog. He's really stupid. He has this quack doctor who has like made up things. That's that I agree with. Multiple- but by yeah. the way, hold Tom on. Br- Brady's been clean his whole career, other than his quack doctor. Uh, Peyton Manning's yeah. wife gets steroid shipped to her house. Yeah, so you're punishing because of his wife. <laughs> um, and also, we had discussed this with Barry Bonds when we did our baseball one. Right? We don't care about steroids. We're pro-steroids. I want, the, I want the best guys on the field at all times. Okay, so listen, we agree to disagree. I have Tom Brady number one all time. You have Peyton Manning number two. Let's put in the Facebook group. We'll put a poll. Uh, you could vote for Manning and... Chester, you could vote for Brady and Akiva. Who's your favorite duo? Yeah, well, I, know, I know Brady's going to win, but those people are wrong. Now, I will say this. Mm. Brady has a chance to pass Manning because Manning is now done and Brady is oh, still going. That's why Brady, he's still going, to, to one day pass him on Chester's number one ranking list. Yeah. You you uh, did not give Brady the um, best quarterback of the league each of the last two years like I did. So I have him as the best quarterback in 2015, the best quarterback in 2016. If he does that for the next two years in yeah. 17 and 18, I get suspicious if he does he that. He will pass Brady. It's almost better for his legacy Manning. if he starts being bad. Like, if he's just good forever, <laughs> then he's like, there's something off here. I'm saying, but if he, if, he, if he is number one each of the next two years, he will pass Peyton Manning for me. 456 touchdowns, 152 interceptions. For who? Brady. Uh, yeah. 539 for everything. Manning, 250. I just said it for everyone, so I wanted to say it for them. Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you want to do? Should we rank the 112 Pey- worst? Peyton Manning is 70,000 yards. Should we do 100, 100 greatest punters next week? Uh, I don't know if my punter list goes 100 I'm, te- I'm teasing. De- um, de- like, oh, oh, you're teasing, yeah. really? <laughs> Listen, that would be funny if we just dropped 100. Should we just do that and be really serious about it? Um, I have the greatest 45 punters yeah, of all time. Let's do it. I have the greatest 57 kickers. I have 57. That's how we know like, you're a loyal listener. If you will listen to the top 45 punters of all time. <laughs> okay. Uh, Akiva, hold on. I will say this, yes. Akiva, right now. Yes. I, will, I, will, I will send you $100 on PayPal. If you can name 25 of the top 45 punters. Oh, man. You want to try and guess I right love that. Is no, that I, I won't. I can't. I, can't. I, it would, I would really need, like, time to think about naming 25 punters. Um, uh, Shane Leckler. Number one all time. That's one. I'm going to say Ray Guy's not on the list, so I'm not going to guess him. Nowhere on the list? Really? I mean, the top 45? Yeah, you don't think he's a top forty-five punter? A lot of people think he's not. A lot of people say he's not. He's not elite. Um, right. Sammy okay, Ball, so guy. No. All right, I'm not. I'm not doing this. I don't care. If someone wants to okay. win hundred dollars from Chester, <laughs> just rob him. Um, all right. What? Anything else? Like any? What was our biggest discrepancy of the entire list? 
uh, I think I discussed it a couple of days ago. Our biggest discrepancy was a couple of days um, ago. Uh, people should know, should people know that we did this all in ago. like one basically clump. Yeah, we've recorded seventy seven <laughs> hours of quarterback rankings. Yeah, our biggest discrepancy was what was it? It was number fifty. Jim Plunkett was one of them, fifty off, and then there was another guy who we were like fifty eight off of, mm-hmm. but I can't find it now. Eh, whatever. We disagreed on Jim Plunkett. Okay. Oh, Bob Waterfield. Bob Waterfield was the biggest. Okay. One. Yeah. All right. Listen, they gave me it was yeah. some food for thought. I got to talk. Think about Bob Waterfield moving Frankie Albert onto the list. Maybe Greg Landry. Maybe I'll make it one fifteen. Oh yeah. Um, but this was fun. I hope people enjoyed it. If not, you're probably not still listening. If you listened to all yeah. like six hours and didn't enjoy it, yeah, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. What am I gonna do? Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't you know what you're masochist. Um, all right, this was fun. Uh, I, you know, now after this, I assume we're gonna be talking about the 2017 NFL season. And uh, it's time for 32 fans. Time in 32 for 32 days, fans baby. in 32 days. Uh, formal, that was what our podcast used to be known as. What, why didn't we change the name? Because the 32 days, why didn't we? Or we why should, like, 32 fans doesn't mean anything. Other than the fact that we're 32 fans, fans of the Jews. OG I mean, neither, neither, does, neither does the SAT. Neither does MTA. MTA? My high school. Like, what, no, first of all, nobody gets that. Second of all, the MTA people okay, assume but, you're talking about the transit authority. Yeah, okay, well, neither does the SAT. There's lots of things that no longer mean anything. But once Why, scholastic aptitude test. That's what it is, right? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's called the SAT. The SAT stands for nothing. Who cares? Well, that's well. I'm just 32 like, fans also. 32 fans once meant something, and now it's just a name, and it's the same with the SAT. Okay. But maybe we'll speak to 32 fans, but more likely we'll speak to like 15 fans this year. Um, yeah, we're not going to do 32 fans in 32 days. I mean, we might, uh, but we probably, yeah, we probably won't. Uh, we will set up times for like to talk to people, but we're not going to chase down all 32. We'll speak to the interesting teams. We'll speak to the best guests. If you have been a guest for and you want to be, hit us up. And if you haven't, maybe hit us up. Um, but yeah, we will. Uh, we're all football from here on out, uh, and. Uh, you know, I'm excited for this Owen, Owen 16 Jets season. <laughs> That's what you're rooting for. I'm rooting for, right? for the Jets. I'm more excited for Newcastle. Let's save it, let's save it for the Jets. I've brief. been all over like the Newcastle Reddit, like looking at like who we're signing and who I'm supposed to hate on the team. And I'm like, I'm a really big Newcastle fan right now. I'm like fully in. Like I'm gonna convince myself. I'm like by the end of the year, I'm gonna like be telling people I've been rooting for Newcastle since like, 1998. Yeah, I'm very in. All right, Akiva. All right, have a I good one. I'll talk to you later. Holy roller, roll over me I'm looking for something else to see Last so long, hurt so bad But I want love in the aftermath I want love in the
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.